3: stick together, interfere, i proud of our history, the West End more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Hello, good evening and welcome. This is More Than Just A Podcast. Podcast. Sorry. Podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry. You're joined today by uh, the host, because obviously uh, El Greco is away in Mexico, uh, by me, Shedman. I'm in my shed. Let's get it over and done with. Shedman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> also joined today by uh, Canitan Len. Say hello, Len. Hello. And uh, we're also joined by a national radio uh, award-winning superstar uh, of the airways. Sony award-winning himself. It's Mr. Ian Dale. Good
0: evening. Uh, good evening. I'm, I'm in Norfolk. I'm not in my shed. Oh. I, actually, that's because I haven't got one.
3: Oh, you need one. Especially up in Norfolk, surely.
0: Well, I've got a sort of... Um Outbuilding where there's a jacuzzi in it.
3: Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> Don't tell Sean because he'll want to come up and visit. Or as I like, as I like
0: to call it, my sex pond.
3: Oh, <laughs> you've gone low early doors, didn't <laughs> you? Oh, Good. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not fishing the lilies out of there. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, we got we got quite a lot to cover this week because we've had a couple of games. We've got a couple of games coming up. Uh, yesterday was a bit. Um, contentious with some of the decisions. We'll quickly start with uh, the Tottenham League Cup game. Anyone go? No. 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 Well, you was working, I'll take it. <laughs> I
0: well, I was, is. but I was kind of watching it as well. All right. Which I shouldn't really admit, should I? Because it's very unprofessional.
3: I, I doubt, before if any of your producers or bosses are in our eight listeners, Ian. But we never <laughs> know, him, do we? So.
0: <laughs> uh, but people talk, people gossip, don't yeah, they? they?
3: Well, yeah, but he's in Mexico. So, uh, so so
0: can we can we get it that this whole podcast, from my point of view, is on Chatham House Rules? So anyone that's listening isn't allowed to repeat anything that's said, then I'll be Okay.
3: If that's what chat a rules is, that's yeah, what I'd have we have to remember go that by. one. Yeah, <laughs> we just say a- don't be a grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right, let's start with uh, you, denian. what did you see of it, and what did you make of it?
0: Well, I did watch a bit of it afterwards, and what I, a lot of what I saw, I th- actually thought we were rather good at, uh, through a lot of it. Um, certainly, from an attacking point of view, I think the problem is. I mean, since all of our defenders have effectively got injured, we've had a very ropey defence. And I I date it all back to the date that Arthur Masuaku was put back in the team because yes. we basically haven't got any defensive capability on the left-hand side anymore. And and when you have Zuma and Ogbonna out... I mean, I've always rated Diop. I've always thought he was a really, really good player. But I'm not sure that he and Dawson have the understanding that Zuma and Ogbonna... Mm-hmm had or even um, Ogbonna and, and Dawson had and, and then you had uh, Soufal out as well for a time I mean he's 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 back now but uh, I'm not sure he's up to the form that he uh, had last season so when you've got your entire defense at sixes and sevens is it any wonder that we're not getting the results that we once did so the the emphasis then goes on the attacking players who I still think are, with the possible exception of Antonio actually haven't done a bad job I think Suchak and Rice in, in the defensive midfield have still been really good. And, I mean, Declan Rice is having to carry the team at the moment in, in, some, in some ways. But I think Bowen has been absolutely outstanding in recent weeks. I think Wimper and Ramos played, he hasn't been uh, as bad as people think. But you wonder why Vlasic isn't getting more of a run out. I know he played um, against Southampton, um, but he hasn't really shown anything so far, has he?
4: Uh, well, we, we you think he was too bad
3: in the dance. Yeah, last we'll case. cover Sab what he was did in this, even though obviously Moyes <laughs> walked him off at half time, but I don't know, yeah. I, d- I mean, there was no Antonio, and I, I thought that was always going to hamper this. <coughs> I'll quickly do the stats before um, Len gives us what he thought. Uh, Possession-wise, it was 54-46 to us. Um, we had more shots on target, 4-3. Um, in fact, Tottenham only had three shots, or nine shots, six of them were blocked. We had 12 shots, which was evenly spread, four on, four off, and four blocked. Uh, we dominated the corners, we were offside more, and fouls was 9 all, with just the one yellow card. So, stats-wise, it showed in our favour as well. Mm. Uh, Len? I can't really hear to what Ian said,
4: I thought it was a bright performance, Um Better than recently, um, uh, well, you know. It would, it ding donged a little bit as we used to say, but we just didn't get the rub of it to to match them in goals, and that's all you can say about games like that. Really, typical cup game. It's a shame we're out, but we got a we got to move on for it, and. Um,
0: but from what I could see, it was a really good game. I mean, it wasn't one of those games where you put out a sort of slightly second division team and just no. hope for the best. Uh, we, we did match them and uh, it, it looked, from what I saw of it, to be really entertaining.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the We Lerice don't care was... about the entertainment though in that kind of game, <laughs> do we really? Well, I don't know. You know, you want still want a bit of entertainment. I mean, Larice was their best player. So yeah. I think when that happens... Is the, um, that, that's the a brief story of the game, in a way. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're right. Rice, again, was sort of carrying the team. Yeah. Um, I saw an argument today about whether the fact that Rice goes forward more now is actually really nullifies Suchek to the point where we'd be better off having Rice sitting back and Newton and Suchek going forward because at least Suchek brings the goals that Rice doesn't. Oh. anything in that
0: I'm not so sure about that because you would have thought that they could have a conversation between them where they say well look if I do this you need to do that and if you do that I'll do this it, it isn't a case of one going forward and one staying back they, they ought to be able to interchange mm. and clearly Suchak hasn't I mean we, I don't think he's been bad this season actually but he he certainly hasn't been as noticeable as he was last year um he, he, he was always the figure that you thought was going to come up with a goal, whereas now, I mean, he has come up with a couple, but he's certainly not as prolific as last year. And that that can't just be down to Declan Rice getting forward more. I wouldn't have thought.
3: No, no. I think, uh, yeah, he, I think he's only got two in this season, or three. Yeah. Where I mean, last season. I think early doors before Lingard turned up I think he was on 6 or 7 before Lingard turned up and he, he finished with about 8 or 9 at the end of the season uh, I mean it was just a, a conversation that I see between people and, and, and I did wonder how other people saw it but I mean it was disappointing in the Tottenham game it's always disappointing to lose to Tottenham especially in the cup um, though I have been there when we've lost 5-0 in a quarter five. oh yeah I remember that game <laughs> so Billy Bronze did the cross by early yes, doors he yeah. <laughs> yeah I was on the shelf with my mate I mean they'd already beat us 4-0 in the league on boxing yeah. Day, and then they I went and done young. us 5-0 so. um, but anyway so we, we dusted ourselves down from that disappointment and we had we, we sort of um it was disappointing as well because we hadn't played on the Saturday against Norwich So we'd actually had near enough a week. they would had seven days in between football games instead of the through. But then we move on to Boxing Day. Uh, Strangely enough, I don't know for what reason, but there was more games in the Premier League than in the other league Um, yesterday. I don't know if either of you saw that. I think there were six Premier League games. Mm.
4: Um,
3: There was about three or four, uh, three in the championship, uh, the same in League One. I mean, pff, who knows what reason that would be? Money. Oh, I well, that's that's, that's what you're alluding to. That, you, that really? is exactly what I, you know. That's exactly what I'm le- alluding to. Um, actually, before I move on, I've got to do this. Dodds is a weekday rounder. Yes, our good friend Richard Dodds was at the Tottenham game, and he journeyed up all the way from Somerset to give us his report. All right, my ansoms, how you's doing is dods Totscom tot scum round up, as he says. He says a normal journey, to a normal place in London, uh, get the party started. He said he, he made, he headed for the Hamilton Hall at Liverpool Street Station. Uh, unfortunately, his South West Pound was not valued in this Cockney pub, as all the bouncers were keeping as many West Ham fans out as possible. Uh, He reckoned there was about 500 locked inside, singing their hearts out, much to the amusement of the tourist people with the cameras filming everything. Still, Tesco Express did San Miguel with a club card for four quid. Uh, He made his way to White Hart Lane Stadium just before kick-off, and the atmosphere was toxic and gave us a good idea about what was to happen. Outside the ground on the main road was like a scene from Star Wars with the Emperor's Army marching up and down six wide, 30 deep. Uh, Fights were erupting everywhere with police losing control and drawing their batons on anyone and everyone involved. Uh, The Dozzy didn't say if he was involved, Uh, just to witness, obviously. Uh, Once in the ground, which unfortunately has to say is probably one of the best grounds you'll ever go to. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's full of swats and white shirts singing anti-semitic songs which apparently is okay for them well you do know it's one rule for them and one rule for us anyway on the game he thought we were awesome he was proud of every single of the players without the exception of one well, I think we know who he's picking on ah uh, er <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the result was disappointing but we gave a good show the hostility continued inside the ground and afterwards as we all marched back to Northumberland train station kicked off again Uh, Spurs fans trying to get down the back alleyways to have a go at any West Ham fan who decided they wanted to have a go back and he got home at 2 o'clock in the morning (laughs) there you go that's dedication for you but it was still all in all a thoroughly enjoyable day. and just for Lent. Brady out. Yes. Brady out. There you go, people. That was... That's is a VD rounder. I mean, in regards to fighting, I, I've seen some videos and stuff of it. Um, I was talking to people before the game, and I said, it wouldn't surprise me if there's trouble. Why? Because there's 6,000 West Ham fans. And also, that means a lot of the league away support would be regular people like away fans that yeah. would be going you know that want to keep their ability to travel to away games while in a cup game there's against Tottenham and whoever there's always more trouble
4: yeah because the second string fans yes kind of get there and
3: yeah uh, who, who,
0: choose
4: who, the reason who why they're going
3: yeah
0: I've only ever been to White Hart Lane once oh and that was about 10 years ago maybe a little bit more And I went with a Tottenham supporting friend of mine, so I was in with Tottenham fans, and I've never experienced such a horrible atmosphere, really aggressive. And I thought, there was one point, I thought, if they ever discover that I support West Ham, I'm dead. And I genuinely believed it. It was just, and I thought, I'm never coming here again. Horrible, horrible place. Yeah, I've gone
4: through that. I've finished with that fixture now. I've got a good record in it, you know, and... Nah, it's not. I think the rivalry is a little bit phoney, to be honest. Mm. So I think to myself, well, I don't need this fixture really, and I don't do it anymore. I,
0: I've never hated Tottenham. I mean, no, I, not me. Gr- growing much, up, either. Arsenal were the team that I really couldn't stand, and Tottenham. I mean, if you think about Tottenham teams of the past, they played the kind of football that we quite like. And so I've, I've never been somebody who's been one of these people that thinks that after Millwall, Tottenham are our most hated team, I actually quite like no. a lot of the way that they play.
3: No, I um, yeah, I mean, I've probably been to more Tottenham games at White Hart Lane in the Tottenham end than I have in the West Ham end, probably, because my best mates were Tottenham uh, as a kid. So... Um, you know, my mate used to come West Ham a lot, but we always agreed that if we went Tottenham, we would always go to West Ham end. And in the 80s, fun enough, I've stood on the shelf and cheered for West Ham, but that was while we were getting smashed out of, out of the pitch and the Tottenham fans were just laughing at me. Um, but then when we had some closer games, um, I took a batter in once. Uh, I think Paul Hilton scored for West Ham and I jumped up and down. And when Tottenham got a winner, uh, I certainly took a punch to the back, and that taught me to. I was only seventeen, eighteen at the time, so I then would sit in the Tottenham end and just sit on my hands and shut my mouth and not. But mm. yeah, it's. But it's, you were
0: four foot three, weren't you?
3: Uh, well, I was a bit taller than that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it, it's something that's grown. I think in the last in in the Premier League era, yeah, pre Premier League. I don't remember it even though I do remember mm. the police horses uh running down the concourse at the Billy Bond's testimonial, the first one. Uh my mum was not happy. Um, which was against Tottenham. So there there's always been that to it. But were, were
0: you there when David Cross scored four goals? Uh
3: no, I wasn't. No. I was there when he scored at Upton Park in the League Cup, quarter final, funny enough. How do
0: you remember these things? Uh, I I can't remember games from three years ago.
3: Yeah, we we beat them. It was funny because I always remember the West Ham fans before the draw was made, singing, we want Tottenham in the Cup. And then they did the League Cup draw. And I think it was 1980, 79. uh, I think it might have been 80. I think 79 we got knocked out by Forest. I think it was 80. And crossy, um, I think it was a cross. Funny enough, Uh, he he, he sort of chipped the Tottenham keeper. Bearing in mind we were div two team, Um, but yeah, we uh, we 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 had that. We've had them again. You know, we've had them quite a bit in the league cup. Funny enough, Um, some we've won, some we've lost. So, I I think it's I think it's quite even now. But it's disappointing because. I don't know. You think in the draw, we'd have had Chelsea, and and the way Chelsea played you're saying that the way we're playing, you know, it's, it's it would have been even. I think.
0: Can you imagine though, if we if we had got into the next round and beaten Chelsea, got to the final, we would have beaten Manchester United, yes. <laughs> Manchester City, yeah. Tottenham, and Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, talk about the 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 unluck of
3: the draw. I'm probably facing Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, if we'd have won the League Cup yeah, I know we're out now, but if we'd have won the League Cup, I think we'd have had the hardest route ever cool, yeah. To, to, to get there, playing five of the, of the four or five of the top six. But anyway, a few days later, we all had Christmas dinner, and then uh, uh, I'd like to say um, all the fans marched off to uh, London Stadium, but it, it didn't seem to work out like that. Did you go, Ian, yesterday?
0: I didn't because I was working. I was on the radio until one o'clock, oh. which I mean, in theory I could have done um, because I then drove from Leicester Square up to Norfolk. So I could have gone, but there's nowhere to park anymore. Ooh. Uncle so, Nigel can
3: do that, but still. I oh, can really? tell you where park, yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, um, better not tell tell me no, here. No, don't tell the listeners. Um, <laughs> so I I didn't. I I thought it'd be on the radio, but of course it wasn't. No. And so uh, I got to the Newmarket um, BP Services, and I thought, well, I better go and buy some food, so I've got something when I when I get home. And I missed three goals while I was doing that. So. Um, yeah, it was, I kind of, did you not think though that we were going to have a problem with Southampton, even though we've yes. done brilliantly over, with them over the past few years, yes. I, there was just something in my head that thought, mm, not sure this is really going to work out, no. and of course of course, it didn't. But then we, when we got to 2-2, I thought, oh, we'll win this now. Um, but apparently the first half was an absolute nightmare of a performance.
3: Yeah, not great. Well, I'm going to let you describe the first half now, Lynn.
4: Well not great I mean <laughs> pretty awful I'll go as yeah. far as saying uh, a, yeah I, I can't put my finger on why actually That's I hard. can't. But, well other than the, the fact that the personnel that we're choosing now isn't it, because it's personnel we started off with in the, at the beginning of the season so you expect a bit less of them the intensity it, actually I could just say the same about the as I did the Arsenal game last week didn't compete, no mm-hmm. intensity, what were the ref and VAR doing? Didn't deserve anything, that's becoming a pattern over the last four games. The intensity is just so low and it's disappointing because it's low from players who are fringe players and they have a good opportunity to, to prove themselves but I'm not sure they do.
0: And there was an indication of that when the players came out after half-time at Tottenham most of the players were running out, getting very energetic. Masuaku just ambles out. He yeah. just looked as if he could not be asked.
4: Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to name players, but. Well, why they're, not? They're fridge pl- <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, I we've mean, to have I. Ne- the, we've bother got, if, we, if we don't talk
0: just, about players, we haven't got anything to talk about. No, have we? I
4: suppose so. <laughs> I
3: mean, you can talk about players without singling a player out. I don't think you can lay. It, I mean, he's not had the greatest couple of games, but I don't think you can lay it at Masuaki. No, not no, not
0: not on his own. You're absolutely no. right. But assuming that Johnson is back to full fitness, why would you play Masuraki yeah, on the left, that as opposed strange. to Johnson?
3: That I'll tell you why, because I think he's he, he, he is mindful of the fact that it was three games in six days. It was Masuaku. Yeah, but so you he he probably gambled on playing Mass this game and bring Johnson in for Watford.
0: Well I hope he does.
3: Um I hope he does for Masuaku's sake I I think I think the, the Boo Boys are, are are definitely out for him now. Um I, I think he's he's the go to player. It was funny that um Ku first two passes in the game went wild or, yeah. or missed the target. Uh, Masuaku didn't, but the first time Masuaku misplaced—I mean, his name was booed before kickoff. Oh really? really? Certain section Oh no! You see, that's really bad. See, and this is—and this is—I don't. It's not that I want to defend Masuaku. I'm not going to turn around and, and kid you and say I didn't think he was as bad. But the problem is, is that when you become that player. Yeah. is that it, everybody wants to highlight especially certain yeah. people with agendas they want to highlight every mistake and they ignore yeah. the other players that are flavored i, the I used yeah. to
0: have i used to have a guy behind me in the east stand way back when um whenever hayden mullins ever touched the ball he would start on it mean, it was actually quite funny the way he would do it but um i mean i i didn't even boo lee chapman or ian Dowie.
3: yeah yeah. Well, I can understand Ian Dowey. I mean, but Lee Chapman. Um, <laughs> no, I
0: mean, I generally But what what good does it do? Do, do they think that any player is going to play better None. if they're booed?
4: Yeah, that's what they thought with Louis Burmaltay, didn't they? Yeah, that, that that was going to bring form back to him, booing him. He but was shit uh, though.
3: Yeah, but that's, yes, that's, that's his middle name. Isn't <laughs> Lewis, Lewis <Boo-amolta>. Yeah. not it more. Yeah. But no, I I just when when people you know when people pick out. I get a bit defensive. I do admit, sometimes I go over defensive for players a bit. Where, when they're having a bad time because for me, it, it, if the manager deems you good enough to pull on the shirt, then I, I'll give you my support until the manager deems otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I don't like a scapegoat specifically when a team is not performing. Um, Vlasic yesterday, Len. Better, he, wasn't it? Best first start, well. He's, yeah, I thought he had his best game But then he got locked yeah. at half time I, I Yeah thought...
4: that was strange Remember that was already planned mm. and He didn't want to change the plan He did say he could have changed 4 or 5 But it was strange that he changed Vlasic
0: uh, when What did you do was that was good?
3: He, he held the ball well um, he, 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 he was he's, a pow- he's a
0: powerful player isn't he He's got a very sort of strong upper body Mm,
3: what he can't do, though, he hasn't got, for me, the ability to beat a player with the ball at his no. feet.
4: And the, the, the bad thing about it, the players that do have that ability aren't doing it. Mm. In you know, in the case of Ben that I'm not asking him to be great every game, but I'm just asking him, any players, to be great every game. But you you need to find a way to be effective. And if Ben Rama isn't taking players on or attempting to take them on, then is not a lot of use to the team. I didn't see that at all yesterday.
3: I mean, I thought Ben Rama in the first half was ineffective, but a lot of players were ineffective yeah. in the first half. Yeah. If I quickly do the stats, um, we had, again, 56% of possessions to Southampton had 44. So if we go for shots, Southampton actually had one more shot on target, um, but we had uh, five on target we had six off target and three blocked where Southampton had six on only one off and four blocked so we're looking at what's that 14 shots for West Ham and 11 for Southampton Um, the corners West Ham dominated and the offsides and the fouls were fairly even as was the yellow cards Ian have you seen the contentious issue Oh, that led to uh, Southampton retaking the lead, the penalty.
0: Yeah, well, the one where Dawson, did he foul him inside or outside yes. the area? I have seen it, but only once. It, they, for some reason, I didn't see any replays. I, I, it's, I think it's one of those where you, you, you can argue it either way, can't you?
3: Right. Well, we'll have a go. <laughs>
0: Over to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Len?
4: Uh, I mean. If it's a foul, it's outside the box. But what's frustrating is uh, the, the the exact opposite of the Arsenal situation happened here and the result was the same. <laughs> Whereas the ref didn't give anything. Um, whether people think that was right or wrong was a different issue but he didn't give anything. VAR saw that as a, um, a clear and obvious error even though To be honest, when you saw the replay of it, you could have said, actually, that's not really a foul. But certainly, if it was deemed a foul, then it started way out the area. But then VAR, thought it was a good idea to show, basically tell the referees a penalty by not showing the the start of the movement outside the area and just showing it inside the area, which was the two of them falling falling over. Mm. And then it adds the question, well, if it is a foul... Why isn't he sent off? And it was just... Without it being the reason why we lost, because again in the Arsenal game, you have to admit we played badly and didn't do anything to win it. What you are, you're kind of taking away our chance to st- steal the game without deserving it, which I think in sport, everyone deserves that opportunity. But it was it was a... Look, for me, it's a foul outside the area. Because... Dawson was kind of out of control. He was never in, 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 capable of getting the ball. That, and neither was the up. It was the shambles. But it shouldn't have been... Um, it shouldn't have been a penalty, which consequently kills the game. So it's another one where I, I'm... The thing is, the decisions, the referee's decisions, they make me angrier than the bad display. Because I'm feeling like... We're having the ability to you know, give ourselves a puncher's chance to get out of the bad form. Mm. We're having that taken away from us, and that makes me angry. Uh, there, are a lot
0: of, there are a lot of weird penalty decisions at the moment. There was one in the Arsenal-Norwich game last night where um, Norwich were denied a penalty, where Lacazette had clearly pulled down one of their yeah. players. And the referee, well, if he did see it, he didn't do anything. If he didn't see it... Isn't that where VAR is supposed to step in? all, yeah, all, all well, you want really is consistency, don't yeah. you?
4: and what you're getting is a set of rules for the big teams, and I mean I could go for a few. I mean, well,
0: Southampton a big team?
4: No, but <laughs> us not us not encroaching the big team territory. I'm saying. I mean, yeah. the, the, some of the, the just in the current run of play, some of the refereeing decisions were terrible. the, the fact that, that Southampton were allowed to grab players, physically grab them, and not, uh, stop, them attack, stop them from attacking, not getting yellow cards, and getting the talking. But if you've seen it, you've seen him grabbing and stop him, stopping him from attacking, you've got to give him a yellow. And Declan Rice's attempt, at a, uh, a, a, a completely out of reach tackle, by the way, that had to be 10 out of 10. His 9 out of 10 got him a yellow card. Whereas that he, even though he got the ball, it's impossible not to go through with your, your trailing leg and take the man out. And that's deemed worse than basically cheating.
3: Yeah, and it's hard for me because I've not seen any replays. So I've, I've, I'll watch Match of the day later. I just, um, so I've only seen the game live, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad Reverend John weren't there. Because Yeah, a lot uh, of effort and blinding, was there? I'm, I'm, uh, Reverend John will, 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 will say, you know, he probably don't hear a lot from me sitting behind him. But my God, the, the, the air was blue. Um, first of all, when it looks like they were going to disallow the golfer offside. Oh, that was ridiculous. Uh, and I was grateful for you and, and Sean, or specifically you, slapping Sean, uh, in, in the group chat, um, about what they were looking at. Because for the life of me, um, I couldn't. I don't even I th- think the ball was headed forward
4: and they cropped him out of the VAR. And then you're seeing the VAR, d- 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 um, Antonio's sideways on, and he's clearly receiving the ball with the back to the goal when the
3: ball's headed towards him. And I'm thinking, what is this? What are you looking at? The thing is, with that, when you're in the ground, any pulls now.
4: Yeah, um, you naturally: think,
3: Oh, they've seen, they've seen it, they know, and the longer it takes now, you actually think, well, they've got the rulers out, so it must be he, he's off. And then when they gave the goal, the yeah. th- it was a relief. My view that, of the penalty decision was it was up our end. Uh, the referee saw nothing at all. He didn't see a foul either no. outside or inside, and he weren't that far from play, and no. gave a corner. And then all of a sudden, they've gone to take the corner. They were constantly in his ear roll complaining, complaining, complaining. And then they've gone to it. And then we're thinking, well, that don't matter because actually Dawson fouled him outside the area. Yeah. And then for them to give the... As soon as, he, you know, the thing is, I started swearing as soon as he went over. to Because as soon as you know now, yeah. and this is the thing with VAR, it, it, it's, it's the biggest waste of time now A ref going to look at it because he might as well just change his mind there and then do yeah. us a favour and save us a minute Bec- yeah. because he wasted a minute running over there. I think 100% of the times or it's definitely 99% of all decisions when reviewed on the pitch side monitor, the referee has changed his mind. Yeah. So it it, it, it's become... Really. So what we've actually gone from is a referee on the pitch it's now just an assistant referee and the real referee is sitting in Stockley Park. Yeah. Mm. And it. you, did, did they show you the, the replay of, um, as it was being decided. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Did they show you? And this is the thing that I'm. A no, they didn't
4: show what happened outside the box. they were just concentrating and editing in to show what happened inside the box.
3: So, so, and this is the thing. So, where is the initial foul in in the in the in the play? It's, it's five yards outside the area, easily. Mm. In fact, what happens is, is Dawson tries to foul him. It don't work. The bloke gets in front of him. But, but, but where they're shoulder to shoulder, Dawson slips over and slips into the bloke. So it was an accidental. And I think that's what the referee saw in, in regards yeah. inside the penalty area. It was two players coming together. Yeah, and he that's didn't what bring him down. He slips over. And t- yeah. brings. And, 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 and football is a contact sport. And yeah. this is what people seem to forget. You will have contact. Not all contact in the penalty area is a penalty No. Even if you don't get the ball. And if you're going to give something, you've got to give the initial foul, which starts outside the area. And that's where the stumbling starts. Yeah. If that hadn't have happened, I think we'd have won the game. Probably. And I know we got it back to 2-all. And then we gave away that free kick. Did you see who gave the free kick away? Because it was the other side to me and I didn't see. Um. I think it might be massive market. We don't
4: quite me. The, the the problem, the thing was, it was kind of a good tactical foul. It could have been coup foul.
3: So gave away kind silent. of silent.
4: Tact- Someone could have gave away um, a tactical foul that at the time seemed like a good idea, but we didn't get away with it. But the, they did get a couple of good goals. Fair play to to um, to Southampton. But it's the same old, same old. Maybe we shouldn't linger on it for too much.
3: Well, it was one of them. I don't... I did, the, the header, it was a good free kick into the box by Ward I must admit. Um, I think having got back into the game twice, when the third one come in, um, I, I just thought that really did suck the life out of us. Yeah. And then we we, we didn't... Um, where we were definitely on top in that second half, it sort of petered out into an even game. But there was there was a period where I don't know if you two saw it in, in that where we had so much of the ball around their area, yet we weren't putting the ball in the box.
4: I did see that. There wasn't a lot of box action, was there?
3: No. Um to coin a coin phrase. There was yeah. not a lot of box action.
0: You must be used to that. C- hey, careful. Careful. Easy. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, the worst thing is, as well, um, Arsenal, uh, uh, at some point, were like, points behind us and now, six points in front of us. I'll get the league table up just to cheer everyone up. Yeah, it doesn't make, it, doesn't make, it, table make, table it really
0: doesn't make nice reading. There. Yeah.
3: So, well, I mean, you say that, Ian, and, and this is the thing. It don't make, Nice reading. If you, if in taking into consideration where we were and where we have been this season, um, so Man City are top, Liverpool second, Chelsea a third. With the same amount of points as Liverpool, but Liverpool got a game in hand over City uh, and Chelsea. Arsenal then are uh, played nineteen. They're on thirty-five. Bearing in mind we were above Arsenal just before we played them. Uh, unfortunately, Spurs beating Palace meant Spurs are now uh, a point above us into fifth. So, we've dropped into sixth position. But Spurs have got two games in hand as well. Um, which, if they win them, I mean, that's ifs and buts. It's always better to have points on the board. Actually, it's telling a lot. Spurs have got three games in hand uh, over Arsenal. Which would put Spurs, fourth, believe it or not.
4: Dear, oh dear. We're a cup team, fellas. Um, well, look at the league from the bottom up.
3: Yeah. I d- I d- the way I see it is is that um, top 10 is a good finish for West Ham. A natural position, realistically. If if you're the chairman or whatever, you should be l- looking at, setting tables, go. I want to finish between 7th and 10th. Ideally, that would be 7th, but I'll, I'll accept that, you know, a bad refereeing decision could cost you three points and that can cost you two places come what yeah. may. So yeah. you can you can accept that, that if you finish 7th to 10th. And I want a good cup run. We've had one semi-good cup run. We're in the yeah. middle of another semi-good cup run in the UEFA Cup. And we've got the FA Cup to come. Where do your priorities lie, Ian?
0: Uh, Europa League.
3: Yeah. Yeah?
0: I think we need to put out full strength teams in that now. We're, we're in the serious bit of it now, and the um,
4: rewards are massive, aren't they?
0: Well, they are. If you if you win that, you get in the Champions League. Yeah, you get huge amounts of money, and that that really can kickstart kickstart a club. So I would have thought that's where we need to be looking. We we we're not going to finish fourth. If we can finish in the Europa League places, fantastic, but. Um, I, I'd, I'd be putting it all into the Europa League. I mean, who knows we're gonna, who we're going to get in that. But you, you look at the teams that, have qualif- that are likely to qualify into the next round to go alongside us. And there aren't that many there that you would think, oh, God, we're, we're never going to beat them. I mean, obviously, if you get someone like Barcelona, you're quaking in your boots. But most of the others, you think, well, they're, they're on a par with us. We shouldn't have any fear of them.
3: Yeah, I agree uh <laughs> I don't'm I don't, not sure we're on yeah, par with yeah. the likes of Dortmund and and, t- and realistically though and, until we see um who comes through into the next round who who, who comes through the mm. playoffs um it'll be difficult to decide i mean i'm looking at it uh so generally fifth spot is UEFA cup win the FA cup is UEFA cup to qualify, I mean, uh, and, and then the League Cup winners go into the Championship Cup, or the Tottenham UEFA Cup, as I like to call it, even though they've been knocked out of it. Strangely enough, three of the four semi-finalists look like they're going to possibly finish in Champions League places. So, therefore, if one of them win the League Cup, then seventh spot gets the UEFA Championship position. Unless Leicester... Uh, Conferen- conference league, league um, conference mean. league yeah, yeah. Um, so th- there's a there's a lot of to and throwing to go on I, I, if the final happens to be like Arsenal if Arsenal beat Leicester then basically seventh spot is conference league personally I always look at the FA Cup um, that I, uh, that would be my aim I'm with you actually we're a cut. the funny thing is always in the past We've had to go, or well we can't put a good team out in the Cups because we're struggling in the league and we can't go down, you know? Well, mm. you know, we ain't going to go down. So, you know, we're on 28 points. Generally, 38 keeps you up now. I know 40 is the magic number and realistically, West Ham should always aim for 43 because of our history. But <laughs> we ain't going to go down, so I'd want to see, you know, good teams put out in the FA Cup to begin with, um, I'd want a full team out, I'd rather we put a better team out in the FA Cup, than we do against Palace or Leeds the week before and the week after. Would it's you? Nice yeah, I think, yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, we can get points, it's trophies that it's all about, football's about glory, and glory comes in silverware, it don't come in league places, unless you're an Arsenal fan, of course, um, but then they've had a few FA Cups they put get on the table zone, as well. not they? Yeah, they do. They would have appreciated yeah. them. No, yeah. So well, they put them? They put them up around the ground, didn't they? Just mm. a damn sight more. I mean, we we copied that, and we run out. We didn't even fill up one side of the ground. No, not really. So and that. So if it's trophies we're after, I think the UEFA f- the the, the UEFA Europa League. I I get. What people say that um, that's the one to aim for, but I think when you look at the quality of the teams that have dropped out of the Champions League into it, I just don't see us getting well, there. So
0: you you would rather win the FA Cup yeah. than the
3: Europa League? I think I think I I think uh, yes all day long. Yeah, surely I
4: you'd. I mean, if you were given the chance, you'd want to win the the one that give you a European trophy that we haven't won, and
3: Champions League qualification, wouldn't you? If I'm choosing, if you say, right, you got to choose. You can win the FA Cup or you win the UEFA Cup. You can't have both. I'll go, all right, give me the FA Cup. Give me that day at Wembley all day long. But then again, I'm the bloke that spent 300-odd quid on a on a complete replica of the FA Cup trophy, isn't I? Is so how
4: much you pay for that? There's one round the corner. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <Crocky laughs> hell. It's <laughs> hell. What, yeah, cheaper than my that?
3: local shop, yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, oh, me a oh, I right. haven't looked at have it, look, but I, I don't now. think
4: he has anything over 100 quid.
3: Oh, right. Yeah, no, well, yeah, Don't uh, have a look, find out, because I could do with three of them, because we've won it three times. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be three quarters, I haven't had a good look at it, so, uh, uh, you, know. so well, yeah, let's, you know. Well, you know, I don't mind. Uh, it'd be <laughs> nice to have three of them. Uh, and if anyone knows anyone that makes a model of the European Cup Winners' Cup, pass from my way. <laughs> um, all right.
0: By the By the way, I haven't got one of those to leave you in my will. Oh, right, oh, right. oh. So, oh I'm
3: disappointed, isn't that, Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Never mind. I I
0: I, I told um, Nigel the other day, Len, that I'm leaving him all my West Ham stuff in my will. Oh. And he goes, "Oh, thanks very much." Then he adds, "P.S. Oh, I hope it isn't too soon." <laughs>
3: yeah. What I actually said was, (laughs) I was looking forward to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I thought, ooh, better not look forward too much. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear, oh, dear. Right, okay. So we've got some transfer news. Um, We we have got some transfer news. All the way from Mexico. Okay. Okay, you ready? So Sean's transfer roundup. Uh, Moyes hasn't made his mind up on January targets as yet <laughs> that counts as news does it and therefore <laughs> <their finishes laughs> this week's West Ham transfer roundup uh, it's Brilliant. so short I can't even bother to give it a jingle um, and uh, the other news is uh, Creswell uh, I don't know if this is for publication so if this is not for publication and Sean tells me people don't start spreading this on Twitter uh, but Cressey's chips a bone in his back, which is known. But apparently, he's out for possibly twelve weeks, which is not good.
4: Bad feeling about that. When you mentioned I'm a back, bad back sufferer, so if I ever yeah, sportsman's get me too. I've been yeah. to the
0: osteopath twice in the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean,
4: there's not much of a cure for it, is there? If you are suffering no. You you don't even
0: think about sport.
3: I mean, in regards transfers, what? Um Ian, well, what do you think? What were well, you
0: let, looking for? Let me start you off with this one. Did you watch Derby versus West Brom this afternoon? Uh, no. Well, I did. <laughs> and Sam Johnston. I mean, if he judging on that performance, where the Derby goal, it was it was well done. That they they hit the ball in quite long onto the edge of the area. The keeper comes out. Sam Johnston, our top goalkeeping target, apparently. Um, there's a Derby player about to collide with him. So he heads the ball straight into the place of another Derby player who's on the edge of the area, just slots it into an empty net. Not impressed. Now, you can't judge a player just on one thing like that. But, uh, uh, yeah. Do we we actually need another goalkeeper? Haven't we got enough?
3: Uh, uh, It all depends on Fabianski, really.
0: Well... But everyone seems to think Ariola is, is quite a good keeper so if he's going to take over next season I mean Sam Johnston is in the England squad so you think well do you, is he really going to want to come to a club where he's not going to necessarily be the first choice I wouldn't have thought so and on that performance against Derby he wouldn't be first choice
3: hmm. Yeah Um. I, I, personally if Fabianski is willing to stay at the club Um. then for me you keep him um and if we are doing cups properly then you'd need another backup keeper even though yeah. the weird thing about it is is the goalkeeper is the one person that can pay 50 60 games a season yeah um you, but it's good to have Ariola there um we I know I mean we've got about four or five keep I know Nathan trots out on loan we've still got David Martin though I suggest I'd imagine this will be his last contract
0: I think that was a sympathy contract yeah wasn't
3: I, it? I think he'll go put, I'd, I'd like to see him go into the coaching uh, with, with a coach, coaching role at the club and then you, you move on to the likes of we've still got Darren Randolph it,
0: and then Anang is another one I think he's out on loan somewhere isn't yeah. he so and, there's, and there's um, a guy that came from Rangers is it Brian
3: Kennedy? Oh, I don't know. There, there,
0: there's, there's several other young goalkeepers there as well. Now, West Ham don't have a great tradition of putting young goalkeepers in. I mean, we all remember Neil Finn and Stephen Bywater, but that was about the last time any homegrown goalkeepers really got a look in. So I think we'll always be buying them. But uh, I'm not sure um, a, a goalkeeper at the moment is a priority. The one The one player that I really, really want them to get is Nathan Phillips from Liverpool who I think is outstanding. Every time I've seen him play, not just against us, but every time I've seen him play any other game, he's always been man of the match. Um, I think he's a brilliant central defender. And if we can get him for anything at a half-decent price, and he clearly wants to leave, Klopp is going to let him leave, um, I think he's the one to go for. But according to... Now, where did I read this? Was it on The Athletic? They want a Bournemouth centre-back. Glenn Bailey... Billings, something like that.
3: Um, There's Billings there, who was it, at Huddersfield before he went to Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one. He's played 62 matches for Bournemouth, I think. I, I don't know anything about him. I mean, he may be brilliant, but um, uh, Nat, Nat Phillips is a Premier League quality centre-back, so snap him up.
3: Yeah, I like Nat Phillips. Me um, too. Um, he's one I picked out a couple of weeks ago. So uh, Billings is not bad. I don't think he pulls up trees. I... I, I the problem with Billings for me is he played at Huddersfield, got relegated, went to Bournemouth, got relegated.
0: Yeah, you see, that's the thing. We have this habit of yeah. going after players who've been in relegated sides. I mean, Fabianski was a, the exception here. who He has done brilliantly. But there is a reason that sides get relegated and the, the, the players then want to leave. But they've been part of it.
3: Yeah, I'd, if you look at, you know, for every um, Fabianski, you could... You know, point at a Freddie Picky on or a Matt Jarvis, mm. um, you know, players that we picked up from relegated teams that that just showed why the team they'd playing for had gone down. Um, Len, mm? what anything anyone caught your eye that you think, or, or anywhere that you'd like? To, uh, David Moyes is sitting here. Okay, the I uh, couldn't tell
4: you. I mean, I'm not watching enough Championship football this year. Yeah than I was last year, and I, I'd like to sort of, like you say, pick up players on the up rather than on the sideways or the down. Does that makes sense?
3: Uh, yeah, it sort of makes sense, yeah. All right, so me personally, I mean, I see a lot of people questioning, well, we need 30 million, 40 million spent. I don't think that's going to happen in January. People have these shopping lists. We need a centre forward, we need a centre back, we need a left back. Uh, looking at it, where before I was thinking that we've we scored more goals this season than we had l- than last season. So goal scoring's not a problem, defending's a problem. So if we're looking at Og Bonner's out long term, we're looking at Zuma's out for another couple of months, and if we're looking at Cresswell's now out for a couple of months, actually I think we've got to get defenders in. So I would look for another left-back, and uh, or and I would also look for a centre-back, but I think that Nathan Phillips is one, and then I don't know, we've got to use the loan mark here, I, I, you know, it's been said often enough now, isn't it, Lingard's not coming. Um, Doesn't sound like it, does it? No, so, he, you know, I suppose, look, that's, his remit is, at the end of the day, and people forget, he was a Man United fan as a kid. He grew up in Manchester. His family's there. You know, he wants to play for Man United. And if he don't want to play for Man United, he'd rather put the £10 million in his bank account than in Man United's bank account. Yeah. So, you know, therefore, that is his right as a professional footballer to do that. Do you
0: think, though, at the end of the season, that we would be number one on his list to come to?
3: Um, Do we think at the end of the season, West Ham will want him? Yes, right. Okay. See, I think it that it might have passed him by joining West Ham. It's the Newcastle factor, isn't there? But that's presupposing they yeah, stay they, up, and I don't think they will. I think they're, b-
0: they're being linked with everybody yeah. at the moment, aren't they? Well,
4: because they know that they've got to spend money, so any journalist is going to make the link.
3: Yeah. Oh,
4: well. No, well. I can't. I can't give you any names. I'm afraid.
3: You need to play more FIFA, then. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm,
4: I'm do, I deal in realism, don't I, when I'm not dealing in
3: realism. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, of course, I, I don't know if you know, Ian, but obviously has um, joined the ranks of uh, commercial radio nationwide. Have you, have oh, you? don't tell me. he's his opposition.
4: You? you know what he's like. Well, what are you doing? I've done an uh, advert for TalkSport.
0: I well, know you talk, don't like them. No, talk Sport is not my competition. No, I know. No, I know that, mate. When you say you've uh, done an advert, what do you mean?
4: An animated advert for
0: Oh, really? Yeah, How does much that much work fun. on radio? Well,
4: <laughs> funny enough, it's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. No. <laughs> Funny enough, <laughs> it they, they put it on their social, but they actually only put it on their Twitter, which was I thought was a little bit of a waste of time. Maybe
0: maybe you should do it for LBC and do some animations all right. of all of that, do all we'll talk, of that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Let me know, I need to talk to her, and I'll I'll talk
0: to them. I haven't got the faintest idea because no, that's, that's the thing, in, right? The commercial people, they're, they're in a completely different part of the building. It's sort of never the twain shall meet. And sometimes you, you sort of hear some of the adverts, so you're thinking, how oh, the fuck is that, does that get on the radio?
4: Yeah.
3: Who's, what? Oh, you're Global, are you? work he? for
4: Global. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I've
3: worked for them. They I mean, well, they they've got XFM, they've got Chris Moyles.
0: No, 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 no. You're so out of date. What? It's now Radio X. Oh,
3: it's XFM still. No. Do, did, do you know? I'd, and this is the thing XFM, Radio X, it's the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is.
3: I yeah. listened to them when so they had their very first license. It was North London only. They had a two month license. Really? <laughs> and they did uh, a concert. Uh, the Town and Country Club, which is now known as the Forum, Kentish Town. Yeah. The I went, only I, way I t- went
0: to I went to see Sparks there
3: once. Like, well, I'd seen Big Country there, seen Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine there. Seen a few bands there. But they, they, they did an end-of-night party, uh, end-of-two-month party. But the only your ticket was a T-shirt. And I'm gutted I still haven't got it. So I rushed down there, bought four T-shirts... And me and my mate and our girlfriends went to this and, and they had some real top bands there that night. Um Inspiral Carpets, Sultans of Ping, big indie stuff. Um, Frank and Walters. It was a it was a top top night and then I think a year later they got their, they got Janice Long, God rest her soul, who passed away this week, was, was one of the initial DJs on there. All oh right. Um
0: I like I like Radio X. I yeah, listen to, I, it, I listen to Chris Moore's podcast quite a lot.
3: Yeah, he's. He, I, I must admit, I, as I got a bit older, I stopped sort of moved on to LPC. Funny enough, um, and then I moved back to Radio X or XFM, whatever you want to call it. Oh, what's it called now? Is it Radio X now? Not XFM. Yeah, just Radio X. Oh, right, yeah.
0: Well, because when they, it all went digital, so there's national now, not just London or Manchester. Yeah. So it was a bit ridiculous calling it FM. And they've got some really good disc jockeys on that now. Johnny Vaughan... Um, yeah, he's he not do, my he, cup of tea. He, sure. does, he does the drive-time yeah. show. Honestly, he's the maddest person I've ever met because we, we cross over quite a lot because their studio is on the same floor as us. And so if I ever go to the loo and he's in a break, he sort of comes out and he's he's just like manic the whole time, an absolutely lovely bloke, I love talking to him, but he's, he's sort of, he, he, and he, he knows his politics as well, Chris Moyles is really into his politics too, and um, so no, I, li- I like them.
3: Yeah, I'm not a Johnny Vaughan fan, I must admit. Um, it's probably, then again, I spent all that time listening to you at Drive-In. Well, there you go. There you go.
0: Those days have gone. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't <laughs> mind that, Eddie, now, I must admit, when he joined, I thought, oh, here we go see <laughs> but actually he's he's all right. I don't traitor, mind. traitor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's got he has got a wonderful voice.
3: It's very soothing, isn't it? I know, yeah. like if you get, he's got a proper voice for radio, isn't
0: he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: right. It's time for this. <laughs> yes people it's facebook twitter question time and earlier tonight i posted this uh, questions requested for the podcast with nigel Lennon and ian down that's it simple so we've got about 13 or 14 comments of course silly nuts himself says holla from Mexico. Uh, What was the best Christmas gift you received, West Ham related or not, and do you have a New Year's resolution?
4: Well, I I do have a New Year's resolution, but I don't think I should say what it is. Well, that's no fun, is it? Well, I'm just going to do a little bit less WhatsApping. I think it's just getting a bit out of control.
0: Why aren't you in our WhatsApp group?
4: I don't know, I mean, they seem to be in everyone else's. yeah. I mean, I, I like the arrangement and the comment. I don't mind a certain. Uh, it, that sounds quite good fun, to be honest. But there's certain, you know, I, I notice people just sometimes WhatsApp in at me at their own convenience, and I can't WhatsApp and draw at the same time. So I'm gonna do less like that. I didn't get my Christmas presents. I only got get. I got little miniatures of whiskey. That was nice. That was my favourite one. Didn't get many.
3: Nothing yeah. West Ham related. No. Nah. Oh, Alright. Ian, anything?
0: Um, not I didn't get anything West Ham related this year, but I did get a brilliant Secret Santa present back in twenty sixteen. You know, um J. Louise Knight, our travel hmm. reporter. Um, she got she drew me in the Secret Santa. So what, she got
3: you, what you did she do cartoons as well then? Oh he's a secret. Oh girl, very isn't he?
0: funny, very funny.
3: God. Hold up, get the tissues out. Ian's gonna well up. Go on, tell us I'm, what you got.
0: I'm Nigel Carr and I'm here all this week. Um, I got a brick from Upton Park, and I thought she apparently somebody that she knew. Um, I think it was a policeman who was sort of stationed around there, and he went and got one while they were knocking it all down. So I've got this brick as like um, on my desk at home now, and I thought that was the most thoughtful present I've had from anybody for years.
4: Nice. Nice.
3: I
0: you thought... don't seem very impressed, Nigel, because no, one, w- one day that's coming to you. I no, will
3: look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that day. Uh, (laughs) I haven't actually written my new will yet. Uh, When when I'm standing there looking (laughs) over the grave, are we going? Where's that brick? (laughs) Yeah, you'll have to go to Saffron Walden for that. Um, I mean, naturally, I've got, uh, I've got. What did I get? I have got me uh, a tracksuit top. Uh, I've got. Five T-shirts and the new Iron Maiden T-shirt. West Ham T-shirt. West the Am new shirt. one? Well, the you dark blue, blue one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the and blue one. Blue, I got the dark blue one. And uh, that goes with me 1977 Iron Maiden tracksuit top as well. Yeah. Um, the good thing about the Iron Maiden collection is of course it has the old badge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as for New Year's resolutions we move on.
0: Can I say something controversial? You can. Go on. I like the new badge better than the old badge.
3: Oh, and we move there, on. I've said it. There, dear. Oh, dear. How do you work that out? I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> let you go away with it. What, what is there to like? Come on. It's just
0: it hits you in the face. The other one's got too much on it. It's a bit like, do you remember in that, the film Amadeus? Have you ever seen that? All about the life of Mozart. Years and years ago, this was. And uh, Mozart was playing his piano, and the, the guy teaching says, Too many notes, Mr. Mozart, too many notes. Which I think is one of the greatest films lines of all time. And it's a bit like the old club. It was. No, no, that wasn't Mozart that was, oh, was deaf. It? it was Beethoven.
3: Oh, was it? What? The dog?
0: I think. Um, <laughs> but the old club crest—it's it, a very nine. Uh, look, Len can appreciate this. The, that was great for the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties. It's no longer a design for the twenty-first century.
4: I, I only agree with you partly because even though I've got nothing. Because you're afraid against, of Nigel. <laughs> no, it's just that even though um, I've got nothing against the simplicity across that embers, the typography is a disaster on it. It's awful. As, well, the new, as a the hard new one. one. It doesn't sit. It just, no. Nah, it it, 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 there's typographic laws that are just broken with it. And it could do with smarting up. I've got nothing against just having the hammers. Mm. But. It,
0: That's it, what I really like about it, actually. Yeah, I've got nothing
3: against that bit.
4: I've got nothing against yeah. simplifying that bit. I but
3: mean, my, my big problem was the way they'd done it.
4: Or um, perceived Ka- they did well, it like it
3: was by, done by committee. Yeah, well, the yeah, obviously was. I know different. But, the, yeah. but Karen Brady wanted it gone from day one because we've got a saying in it. And I was in an SAB meeting where she actually stood up and said, I'd like to replace the Bowling Castle with the Olympic Stadium. And, and to be fair to the SAB that night, there was there was a lot of sharp intake of breaths, and someone put their hand on my shoulders and went, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish uh, I'd been a fly yeah. on the wall at that one. So I was like, <laughs> but then when we went to the SAB meeting for the unveiling, it was the biggest load of marketing bollocks I'd ever heard in my life, because, you know, the crest was designed to mimic the whole of the warrior ship, when it looked exactly like the same shield that Arsenal redesigned. Obviously we'd hired a lot of people from Arsenal at the time prior to the move um, because obviously they'd had the experience of moving Arsenal into the the Emirates so they were chosen. We'd hired about three or four people from Arsenal to come and work in our department and one of them was in charge of the badge redesign. The crossed irons I can live with The the London bit is a no-no, and that was purely done for the people around the world to link West Ham as a London club. If they'd have put East, it could have pacified people. It's not on the shirt, though, that London, is it? No, and
4: funny enough... It's just on, like, the stationery and the... I have got
3: T-shirts now with the newer badge. Where it says like 125th anniversary, it's sort of a sop because it's difficult to get clothing with the old. Wh- why, badge. But
0: why? But why are you so against London being on it? No, because, because we're not a we're, London we're team, Ian. Well, For we are. Sure. No, I, I mean, uh, I'm look, sorry, it's in London.
3: Well, well look, in 1965, up until 1965, technically we were in Essex. If we're going to really split, heads. yeah. When we're, we're not off. in
0: 1965. We're in no, 2021. That's it. So we've progressed. And, since then. Yeah.
3: But in we're not. We're in East London, uh, and, and 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 they we're, We are different, you know? We're different, so you know we're different. Well, we're different to you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile,
1: we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
3: You're an out of towner but we are different, <laughs> yeah. Careful, I'm careful. Glad that's ca- what you were careful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I nearly dug myself. I didn't right, think, Well, Anyway, we are different, you know. Don't lump me no, in with I f- that mob no, from no, North London, right. I'll no, tell you enough. what, and don't lump you within Masterwellers south of the river either. Fair yeah? enough.
0: But if if you are running a big company in 2021 you realise that you, you're living in a very much a globalised world now. It's not it's not just trying to get fans from Essex anymore. It's trying to get fans from all over the world because that is where a lot of the money comes
3: from. I was listening to... Um, yeah, but Ian, you know how you do that? Honestly, do you know how you do that? You build a successful football team. End of. Sure, and that's what they, that's what
0: they promised. They promised that we would get Champions League football in five years. Well we're not far off it now. After six, nearly six years. Well, don't laugh. It's a fact. <laughs> well, we're we, nearer we, I don't we, think we'll get there. Well, so. we were two, we were two points off it last season. Oh, I mean, seriously, I, I I I don't think you can ridicule that. We were two points off it last season. Yeah. Now, if if you're running a, a multinational business. Um, you want to make sure that you appeal to people all over the world and that is why they put that on there and I completely understand why and I have no objection to it whatsoever.
4: I think that's negligible though because once you are saying no, to people it's really not really in London, what you're actually doing is you're making us up we're the fourth best team you can choose from. Why, why do you yeah. think
0: that Luton Airport calls itself London Luton or Stansted does? It's it because if you, if you if you, if you you put London in it, it means more people from abroad are likely to come to it. That's no, what. they don't of course get a it choice. Is. They, of of course people it is.
3: do not choose to fly to Luton Airport. Well, they, who, they get told well, I, they're going to Luton I Airport. Mean,
0: who, who would? What an absolute it's shithole it's it is. Me. I mean, its, it's airport is a bit like its football ground, isn't it? But I was listening to the Football Finance podcast. What's it called? Um, Football Finance podcast. Is is that what it is? The price Price of football. football, That's what it is. And they had the American guy that owns um, Wickham on it. Really interesting interview. And he was saying that since they've taken over uh, Wickham, they've doubled their merchandising sales abroad. I mean, it's only gone up to like 250,000 or something. But what do, you, what do you think West Ham have done in the last few years? It's pretty sure is near because he'd no, no doubt be able to tell us. Merchandising now is a big revenue earner. And you've got to be able and, to and, appeal and, in the same way that Manchester United and Liverpool do <laughs> to people in uh, Hong Kong or South Korea or wherever. We've got to be in that b- b- ballpark right, no, as well.
3: Right. And, and are you really telling me that adding the word London onto our badge...
0: It That's helps. Kind of it just helps build a global brand.
3: Oh, no,
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh now after out. that, after that, do you want me to come on next week?
3: Um, yeah, we like. You. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> you're good fun when you say things like that. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, but the, the, the thing about it is, is, perhaps for me as well, is, is I don't see it as a global club, I see it as West Ham United. You know? Yeah,
0: because that's that is how you traditionally see it and I completely respect that, completely understand it. And there's part of me that would still rather we were at Upton Park, but I'm I know why we're not and it's, I accept it and bad. I embrace it.
3: If they'd have put if they'd have used East London Right. And that's the thing. If they're use the East London, and th- and it was, it was a structured thing, and people didn't really notice what the club was doing, even to the point that when they signed new players or at that time, 2013, 14, 15, they were taking them to the London Eye to have their photos done because they, they wanted to project West Ham as the team yeah, of London. We're not exactly. the team of London. Yeah, no, but We, we want not. to
0: be the biggest team in London, do we oh. not?
3: Isn't that a noble aspiration? It's a noble aspiration. But at the end of the day, we want to be the biggest team in the country, Ian. Exactly. I mean, biggest team. Actually, don't be so sort of nationalistic. We want to be
0: the biggest team in the world. We want to be yeah. the Real Madrid. Really? I don't know,
3: actually. <laughs> you know, I honestly think if the, if I went to watch West Ham every week and we won every week, I'd probably get bored. Yeah, That's it'd, be, not, it'd sure. be a nice boredom, wouldn't it? I think, I mean, it, do you not think if you're Man City, you're getting a bit bored now? I, yeah. I mean, Dom, Dom, there was a bloke called Dom, Dominic on West Ham Fan TV. <coughs> he got dogs abused because he actually said, Man City are boring, I think, after they beat us 5-0. And I'm actually with him. I think, actually, I don't watch Man City games anymore, except when they play West Ham. They bore me. This This type of football, it's just... It is boring, you know, you've got to have mistakes, you, you, you've got to have blunders, you've got to have, you know, you, you goals are fun you, people, yes indeed, well, it may not yeah, have been as ex- much fun, yeah, but I'll tell you on. what, I enjoyed the second half, Hang on, we Manchester, drew two
0: all. I, I just say one sentence in response to that, yeah, Manchester City 6, Leicester City 3, now don't tell me that wasn't an entertaining well, not game, that yet. It but I was. have.
3: Yeah, no, it probably was. And Man City play without a striker, much like West Ham yeah, does. But,
0: but I mean, Leicester came back to four three at one point. I yeah. mean that that was that's the kind of football you kind of you want to watch. And Manchester City have got some fantastic players. I think they play a really lovely style of football. I'd happily, happily watch it. But would I want to watch watch them win every single week? I mean, for a guy I went to school with is a Manchester City fan. Um, I should I'll, I should ask him about it, but I'd, I'd quite like to have the dilemma.
3: Actually, that's a good th- point. If you could hunt him out, I'd love to know how an old school Man City fan views yeah. now what they because at the end of the day, you know their stadium move came before they had the money, and they were crap when they first went into that stadium. So you know they're only where they are not because of a stadium mm. move, because bleeding Arabs or country yeah. bought them. So but. Having all these best players in the world, I, I
0: think what Nigel meant to say was some sort of respected people from um, the Arab part of the world bought them. As opposed to, did I not say that? No, not not quite. It's that bad? it's an Arab. <laughs> no, he said bleeding Arabs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't pick him up on that land because I rely well, on you for these sorts of things normally.
3: <laughs> in hell of but
0: obviously I'm very know. I'm very woke for saying that <laughs> aren't I so uh, yeah.
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can be wokey if you like um, and uh, well finishing off Sean put a picture of his legs up if people want to see how sausages are made oh god um, I don't I wouldn't put it uh, Ian Wiley um, the Frenchman from Guernsey says hi lads uh, anyone know why Moyes decided not to put Johnson in the team I think it would have had a better defensive option than Masuaku. Do you agree? You'd have heard us discuss it earlier, Ian. Yeah. Um, some may Very think surprised. yes. surprised. Um, now, we've got a listener in a hurry, yeah? Because it's Jack Rush. Evening, hey. gents. He says, we've been awful for seven to eight games now. Um, how do we stop the rot? What are we most likely to see first? Moyes uses subs properly. We well, did that at half-time, Jack. Uh, Or GSB sign a first 15 player early in the window? Mm.
0: Early in the window. Have we ever done that? Yeah, Lingard.
3: Oh, yeah. Did we? That was early. Yeah, that was early. All (laughs) right. There you go. Uh, By by the
0: way, seven or eight games ago, wasn't that when we beat Chelsea and Liverpool, roughly? Uh,
3: I I think Chelsea was... um, I think, yeah, COVID rattled my brain. I thought I was at the Chelsea game, and then my mate yesterday pointed out, no, we were... (laughs) so
0: you are an example to show that you can recover from covid quite quickly
3: yes yeah i've still <laughs> honestly, got a cough honestly but...
0: nigel that that episode that you did when you had it i was sitting here thinking oh my god he's
3: gonna die yeah no yeah no yeah it was uh i was actually feeling better then <laughs> <laughs> didn't bloody sound like it <laughs> it was it was, I, it was I, I was worse the week before believe me um Anyway, Jack finishes. It's hard not to feel a bit negative, and I will get that, Jack. Honestly, he said, "We've always been shite. Stop moaning, brigade. Have been chirping off since October, and now it looks like a tenth, twelfth finishes on the cards. And Rice will be off in the summer. Do we need to worry about that, Ian? Do you think Rice, the big dilemma, if we fail to do anything this season?
0: If we finish ninth, tenth, or below. If we don't win the Europa League, if we're not in the FA Cup final, I think he's going to be tempted, isn't he? And you've got to understand it. He, I, I'd like to think he could stay for another season or two, but it does depend on how we how we're doing generally. I think. Um, he's gonna. I don't think that he's now just going to have Manchester United or Chelsea to choose from, or Manchester City. I think there'll be a load of European clubs that will be looking at him now. Real Madrid, the likes of Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, agree, people yeah. like that. And w- could we honestly, any of us, say if Real Madrid came in for him, could we honestly say that he would be wrong to go? We couldn't, could we really?
3: I think it's more palatable when they move abroad. Yeah, yeah. me too. I mean, we all remember the last player we sent to Real Madrid. Yeah, it's Julian Fobar. <laughs> 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 I'm sure it's probably why they've never been back. Um, he
0: could have been a player, though, couldn't he?
3: Yeah. Just well, to, just to dive ourselves
0: a bit. Bad he did. Yeah, he did. Actually, yeah, um, he had a few yeah. games where he had legs like tree trunks, didn't he? Yeah.
3: I can't say I looked at him in that way, Ian. Um, I wasn't
0: looking at him in that way, but since you mentioned it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I do, do you know what? He, he was one of them who'd, who he, he joined the club. Um, a bad, he got injured. We went down, but he stayed with us. He did all right when we came up. I think he, then, he, he had some time at right back, sort of like an Antonio yeah. figure. Yeah. Um, and I think, actually, he did all right for us in the end. He, 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 he sort of managed to ter- get the boo boys off his back. And just become a middle of the road player rather than yeah. the you know, the 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 one that all the fans like to pick on. Um
0: Do you know. remember um talking of right backs, Sebastian Schemmel. Oh, who Archie. had that yeah. who had that one brilliant season and then could never recreate that form. He was I I can still see him now bombing down the right, and he—I just loved him as a player. But he just couldn't reproduce that form after that season, could he? Because he wasn't he hammer of the year. Yeah, yeah. Deserved it deservedly. Yeah. So he, yeah. he runs—he he runs a bar in Luxembourg called Upton Park.
4: That's right. Does he?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's literally—he's only with us for what two, three years at the most. So, and and the, clearly, he regards that as his defining moment in his career. Otherwise, why would he call his bar that?
3: Yeah, I think we signed him from Mets. I think, think Seb right, yeah. Um <coughs> he, yeah, he was a cracking old archie. Um I'm I look think him up now. he fell out with Rhoda. Yeah, he did. Didn't everyone? And then Rhoda um sort of pissed him off and then Rhoda got sacked so after we got relegated I don't think he played and I think Rhoda got rid of him and then we got rid of Rhoda because I think he was someone we could have kept hold of
0: yeah he played he joined us from Mets in 2001 he was only with us for two seasons played 663 games scored one goal and then went to Portsmouth where he played 12 games then went to Laav played 8 and that was it
3: All right so he went to Harry did he in 2003 oh wow oh yeah because Harry had like West Ham's reserve team, didn't he? Down there when they went up, Shackle was there, yeah. Uh, Chodorov was there, Shemmel was there, uh, Aidan Fox was there. Um, he had a few, oh, Aidan right. Fox, yeah. There's one. What did he ever do apart from pissing the bar in Romford? <laughs> <laughs> oh oh That's about it, I think. Uh, next up, it's uh, Reggie Cray or uh, Nick Killington, even though now he's like nasty Nick Killington, blimey. There we- how we doing afternoon gentlemen he says he's greedy so he's got two questions I can uh, argue with him no uh, well, no I would argue with him just Gary I like um, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's nice face. That only joking Nick uh, we all know that the core reason that West Ham is struggling is due to the centre back and left back injuries but he says the club knew what the format of the league was going to be this season European competition in international breaks leading to congested fixture pile-ups resulting in games every two, three days. We'll get to the question, people. Don't worry. Is it bad luck that we've got three injuries to key players when we play the same team week in, week out with zero squad rotation in the league? Or are we lucky it's only three injuries?
0: Yeah, but the thing about that is if you're playing well, if you're winning games, why would you change your team? You wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. And we were. It's the injuries that have buggered us. it's not squad rotation. it's not yeah. these it's not the fact that players have been playing week in week out that they've got injured. They just happen to have got injured
3: yeah, yeah injuries can happen at any time they yeah. can happen in training having squad rotation in a way he did rotate the squad he had his league team and he had his cup team with the defenders if you look generally, he did change' them. so um you know. I mean,
0: which, which, of the play, which of the fringe players haven't actually played this year? Virtually none of them. If you look down the squad, they've all been playing. So there has been a lot more rotation than people think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I, t- I think what he, he, I don't know whether... I don't, can't see how you can play in Europe uh, the way we have done, the six games in Europe, play in the league, and still have, and have squad rotation. Because if you're resting them for a league game, then they'd have to play in the cup. So they're not getting a rest. Um, you, you could only have a 25-man squad. We've got about 23, I think. I'm um, I mean, i
0: I'm looking down the squad at the moment. I mean, mm. Yamalenko, he hasn't... I mean, he's played quite a few games, but... Well, he's you, been on the pitch. That there's no way that you could say that he should have been rotated into the first team in the league more than he has been. Vlasic, you could argue, well, he maybe hasn't had too much of a chance. Um, Fredericks, well, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, and now I'm getting into all of the... I mean, Alex Kral, possibly, you could argue, hasn't had as much of a chance. But then are you going to drop Suchek or, or Rice for him? No, you're not. So then you get to the likes of Oxoflex, who I would like to have seen given a chance, given the number of goals that he's been scoring in in the under-23s. But he has given a lot of young players a chance. Harrison Ashby seems to be one that's um, Flare of the Month. Jamal Baptiste, and there's several others have got in at at various points. So I actually think Moyes has done a really good job in terms of keeping everyone reasonably happy. Diop, you could argue, um, might have been a bit pissed off because he wasn't in very much in the first uh, few few months but of course he's now in every week so that there I don't think that there are many players who could have legitimate complaints that they haven't been given a chance
3: I, there was a question at half time in the half time quiz that we couldn't get online you can never get online to the West Ham website anyway to register for the quiz so it's a bit pointless but anyway which was how many uh, academy graduates have been given um, a debut by David Moyes in the two years since he's come back and the answer was twelve.
0: I was just going to say twelve. So I well, promise. Well, no, that you didn't. You, you didn't right. give me a chance.
3: Sorry, uh, you, you would have been right then because it was twelve. Um, so, so therefore, he's he's not frightened, is he? I know. I think no. he used six or seven in one game. <laughs> but if you take that out, that's still six or seven in other games where he's taken the youth and and give them a, and give them a chance.
0: And so. none of, none of them have. Let themselves down, have they? No. Several of them. You look at Baptiste, when he, was he 16 when he made his debut or 17? Uh, he looks a class player. Harrison Ashby, you look at him and he looks about 12. But he's done all right since he's come in on the odd occasion, hasn't
3: well, the, he? Well, the, the, the funniest, well, not the funniest one, I don't know, is, if you look, is Jeremy Ngakia because he's gone to Watford yeah. and you don't hear about him anymore. Yet when he broke into the first team, he, he played against Liverpool, didn't he? And had a great yeah. game and then I, I think his first two games were against Liverpool in that strange way yeah. that once they restarted the season, and he showed his quality, uh, and then, you know, he, he he played so well, and for whatever reason, chose Watford, he, as was his choice, he didn't have to sign a contract with us, but decided to go there. But where's his career gone? Um, I'm, ju- I'm just
0: about to tell you, I'm find looking out.
3: Up. I know Grady Garner played for West Brom today, did he? Again, there's a name we don't hear. Um, and, and funny enough, under Billich, when they came up West Brom, Deer Garner's name was mentioned in every game that yeah. West Brom played. Yet and now we don't we don't hear about him.
0: See, I, th- I thought he was a real deal, but how wrong I was. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Gakia played five games for West Ham, and he's played 25 times for Watford since he joined them in when was it 14th of August 2020 so yeah. he's played 25 games in a season and a half
3: hmm. but is he playing this season do we know I don't know
0: um let me tell you that
3: he, the thing some players forget while you uh, look that up is is that West Ham's a very um high, uh, highly press covered football club there's a lot of Fleet Street journos that are West Ham fans. Mm. So in the bad times, they love nothing more than write a story about where it's gone wrong because they're a bit passionate about the club. And in the good times, they love nothing to write about and praise the club because they're so relieved that they're not in the bad times anymore. So there's always press coverage of West Ham, be it good or bad. Believe me, I've got newspapers falling out of my ear rolls in the last few seasons of the articles I've been cutting out. Um, So you know when players make the choice to leave us young players sometimes they're doing themselves a disservice because if they hang about a bit more like Declan they might they might actually grow better as a player and they might get noticed by even better clubs
0: yeah I can't, I can't see how many games he's played this season but um, I would have thought the bulk of those would have been last season
3: mm. Uh Nick carries on. He says, What do we think of the established first team players whose form has fallen off a cliff? Nick special this. Uh has been put. Po- this is Nick's list, people. Uh Nick Killian, Claret and Booze uh, Facebook group. All complaints to him. Uh Suchek's been poor for a year. Four now's form has complete Four form has completely what? gone. Right, what? hold up, don't interrupt, let me finish. Kuval, is he the next shemmel? <laughs> 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 Ben Rama is he Armstrong bomb was expecting him to help out defenses Lee as many allude to or is he just an overrated show pony <laughs> anyway he finishes with all the best Merry Christmas and Happy New Year not happy is he Nick Brady out oh Brady out well, I mean, where do you
0: start with lunacy like that
3: oh, we just I, do, I love Nick I do I, I've i done a uh, 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 I've done a few Facebook uh, um, YouTube shows with him and and they're great uh, the the brothers and Johnny over there. Um I mean if,
0: if if there was a hammer of the year poll now, do do you not think that Pablo Fournels would be certainly in the top three?
3: Would he be in the top three? Uh well there's only one winner. Um second place I'm J- Jared Bowen. Yes. It's Yeah, the yeah same. I'd say Dick. Because I, I think if Ogbonna and Zuma had been fit, they may have given him a, 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 a bigger push. But
4: why ain't Declan in the in the running? No, he's going to win it.
3: No, he's going to win yeah. it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but it, the three, the three players now at the moment, at this point in the season, you'd have to say were Declan Rice, Jared Bowen, and Pablo Fornals. I mean, Antonio. If we'd been doing this at the end of October, he would be winning it. But. He's had a pretty dodgy six weeks, hopefully after Southampton get it, that that will spare him on but I think Pablo Fornals has been a superb player this season, not just for the goals he's scored but he is he just brings something to the team which nobody else does he's got this versatility I
3: that actually, but my most improved player is Manuel Lanzini I think he's near yeah, enough I'll back to being it. his best I I, I we were so love, much better yesterday we were so much better yesterday with Lanzini on the pitch yeah
0: I love Lanzini, but how many how many games has he started in the league? Not that many, so you you couldn't really say that he would be in contention for Hammer of the Year at the moment. But I'd love to think at the end of the season he would be. But he, he's a, he's able to do defensive work now in a way that I don't think any of us would have thought he would be capable of. Hmm. Well. Yeah, I, do,
3: I don't know. I just think he's he's. He had that bad injury. He was off form. You know, a lot of players at the t- a lot of fans at the time were like, "Let's bomb him. Let's sell him. Let's get him out of the club." Him and then's need to go. He stayed, and he's um, he's back to being. Um, he's a
4: bloody handy player.
3: Yeah, isn't he? yeah, he is. He is. I think it. I think it served as well. Funny, I think having European football has done us a favour with Lanzini because it gave him regular games. Because if you're still playing every week, you might not be playing in the league, but if you're playing in the cup and getting games, you're still keeping that player happy as such. They can see a point to being at the club. Where generally with West Ham, if we've got a really good, decent player and he's just going to sit on the bench uh, and and you know they'll think, oh, I can get first team football anywhere, which Lanzini probably could. He could go to Argentina. He could probably go to Spain, you know. Seems like Betis Sociedad, they'd be falling all over him. Seville. Yeah. Next up, Chris Miles. Um, he, he says, any insider news about Creswell's injury? Uh, all seems running quite... Well, if you'd have heard earlier, Chris, so what you wouldn't have needed really have. was uh, old El Chapo over in Mexico piping up, uh, outlining that there's a chip in his bone in the back. He'll be out for 12 weeks from injury on the 28th of November. That'll be the twentieth of February. Best case is six weeks, which is the ninth of Jan. There you go, <coughs> old El Chapo. There, as spoken. Next up, Paul Tutton uh, says evening from a very wet Dorset. Uh, hopefully, Christmas has been good. Big transfer window coming up. If we do not buy a striker, defender players that we need, do you think we'll finish top six again? No. <laughs> I don't think do you know what I think if we sign players, we won't finish top six. I don't give them ideas.
0: I still think we can, but um the the problem is with strikers in the January transfer window, there aren't many good ones available, and i just I don't see the point in buying one just for the sake of buying one. Um, as I say, we've got Ocoflex, Oxo, is it Ocoflex or Oxoflex? One or the other. Anyway. Well, it depends. I, I mean, he's been knocking you like in for five. <laughs>
3: you called him earlier Oxoflex, Oxoflex. which is, did make me that, chuckle. Isn't that what uh, he is? No, he's Ocoflex. Oh, because on my... website, great brand,
0: though. Yeah. O- on, on the... <laughs> new <laughs> no, Ocoflex. On the great No, <laughs> oh. Because that's what he's listed on my website. I better change that, haven't I? No, so right. it's o- Ocoflex. Um... I, I just think that you look at the goals that he scored in pre-season and keep he, talking Ian because I'm off to West
3: Ham till I'd to just screenshot
0: he, he no 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 <laughs> hang on hang on I'm changing it right oh uh, delete X Oh, yes. O yeah, oh save done it <laughs> <laughs> scuffered scu- scu- you scuffered me out of the screenshot for posterity <laughs> Um, I can't even remember what's I oh, know his goals in pre-season that match against Celtic where he scored was it two I think in that and then I've seen some of the others he scored for the under 23 I mean, So he looks the real deal he was on the bench the other day wasn't he I'd love to see a, a little bit of him coming on as a substitute with 10 minutes to go in a few games over the next few weeks and you never know it's about time one of our reserve strikers came up with the goods, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I think yesterday was the point that he'd already brought Antonio on at half-time with Lanzini, so he'd sort yeah. of it made his changes. I'm with you there. I'd like to see at some point uh, uh, one of the youngsters come on up front. But generally, yeah, you you would either do that if you would like two or three nil up or two or three nil down.
0: But you see that. Over the past few years, when we've all been baying for Tony Martinez or Silva to come on, and when they have, they've been absolute shite, haven't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. The Tony they get...
3: Martinez must have been the only striker to have his name sung before he made his debut. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's he doing now? Should we look him up? too? He's in Spain. I think he's just got into the top division. He was playing third division football in Spain or second division football. Or Segunda Liga, I think they call it out there. Yeah. In my pigeon Spanish.
0: Liga Due.
3: Oh yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, he oh, is now plays for the Premier 20. Liga club Porto.
3: Oh, he's in Portugal then. Yeah, Liga. and he's
0: play Oh, he's doing alright. He's 25 games, scored 10 goals. That's yeah, not bad. That's not bad. I oh, yeah. um is before that, he was with a, com- a club that I've never heard of called Family Li- Fama Cow. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> a joke, there's a, a joke there, yeah, some well, for yeah, <laughs> incest, a game for all the family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. All the, you see, all the clubs he went to on loan from us, he never scored any goals for no. them,
3: no, and he did. He, he had about three or four games for us, I think.
0: He had. Zero games for us.
3: No, because he came on against Shrewsbury. I see him. Uh, not, he not, might not, not have not had good games. This. You're going on Wikipedia. I'm going on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Wikipedia no, had, no, three, cup games.
0: Three games in the National Cup, whatever
3: that was. FA Cup, yeah. He, he came on against Shrewsbury. I was at Shrewsbury right, and they okay. were singing his name and he sort yeah. of didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and that was a nil-nil uh, away at Shrewsbury. We were uh, struggling and... Uh, we move on. Uh, oh, Sean! Watford game is off.
0: Question mark. All oh, uh. right. He does that though. Yeah. He says Watford game off. Question mark. Does he know anything? Does he got any inside information on this? No, he
3: just know. puts a question mark. Ask him what I read out. Richard Dodds. All right, my handsome. How's you doing? He said straight in, no messing. He's got a question for Ian. Wait. Uh. Go on. I, I think I know the answer to this, and I think it begins with N. What's your favourite <laughs> away ground?
0: Um, favourite away ground Priestfield.
3: Oh, Priestfield.
0: Oh. Yeah, because I used to go and watch Gillingham a lot in the nineteen eighties. Because uh, my best friend at UEA when I was at university, he was a Gillingham supporter, or still is. And uh, so you so had I, Norwich
3: on your doorstep.
0: Yeah. No, I've been to Norwich, obviously, an awful lot. But um, I, I, li- I really like Priestfield because it was one of those games where every single stand was totally different. It was almost as if they were from four different grounds. And I remember uh, standing by the halfway line and Steve Bruce broke his leg about six feet from where I was and the crack that went round, the whole stadium went absolutely silent because everyone heard it. And they had they had a brilliant team in those days. They had uh, Tony Cascarino, Mickey Adams, Ron Hilliard in goal. Um, no, I really enjoyed going there. I, I mean, given that I now live only about twenty five miles away, I haven't been lately, but uh, I should go back.
3: Uh, well, I, I just remember rain and an open end um, for me, and yeah. losing one nil. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll, we'll keep Whatford you updated games still on. about the Watford game. Games- well, Sean, Sean
0: says he's trying to verify Yeah, it. but
3: Sean's in Mexico, and I think what he's looking at is Wolves v Watford was called off uh, for COVID reasons, but I believe that was because of the w- that w- was Wolves. W- uh, Wolves camp. Yeah, not yeah. The Arsenal's w- been called yeah.
0: off. Maybe it's been called off because Jeremy Ngaka is shitting himself.
3: All right. Well, there you go, um... Next up, so that was Dodsey. So we got Jill in them. There you go. That was a turn up with the book. I thought you yeah. were going to go Norwich and carry yeah, on. Yeah, I know. But well, we I
0: was, gonna... I was going to, but until yeah, I did, went, oh, yeah. as
3: you... <laughs> Shot me bolt early, did I? Anyway, <laughs> so no, what... no change there. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you. What is more fru- tra- frustrating, Boris Johnson not ringing you for daily for advice, or the social media meltdown, or West Ham fans? That's to you, Ian, what's more frustrating? Boris Johnson not ringing you daily for advice (laughs) or the social media meltdown of West Ham.
0: Well, strangely enough, Boris Johnson has never rung me once for advice, let alone daily. Um, That might
3: be his trouble. Then, I well, one or
0: many. I think his troubles go a little deeper than that. Um now I do get frustrated by the meltdown that but it's the same in every sector of life isn't it on social media yes. that it's either it's either black or white there are no shades of gray there's no nuance you you people don't understand that there is another side to the story and they just sit in their little echo chambers and just sort of mouth off for the sake of mouthing off but that's what social media is all about isn't it I mean I get that that's what all, the, all the time on Twitter every, every single day I just have to sort of say oh, isn't isn't the sky a little bit blue today no it's not and you think oh to god fair, great it life. a bit great the day you know, I must admit
3: <laughs> yeah it ain't been great has it <laughs> uh, I get what you mean yeah it's it. Uh, yeah I'd, with West Ham fans sometimes I just get too frustrated with them but Generally, I try not to, um, uh, even though I got high praise from David Cross today, so, um, I did indeed, I did indeed, but I was psycho, well I just, um, I I tweeted out, that that, um, which people may have got this from me, I don't get excited in the good times, And I don't get too negative in the bad times. I don't get excited in the good times because I know round the corner it's going to end. And I don't get negative in the good times because I know actually on the horizon it will get better. And I don't like individual players being picked on. Um, To which David Cross said um, it was the best, most common, sensible thing he's heard about the club. And you said, shut up, Big Nose. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. I think I said, uh, I'm Captain Sensible. That's me. Uh, Next up. Oh, uh, Len does go, uh, is it true? Uh, Nigel's got a calendar counting down the days until Crystal Palace away, where I get to meet uh, my hero from Taunton. Uh, No, it's not true. I I don't have a calendar counting down because I know when it is, mate. And... uh, Yes, I'm looking who forward to, to it.
4: Who gets what, to... What have I missed? Who gets to meet whom?
3: Well, obviously, you know who's from Taunton. Yeah, yeah, Dodsey? Yeah, so... What, you've never met Dodsey? Of course I've met him, but I get to stand next to him. Oh, right. Well, hopefully it's next to him and not bloody behind him because at Palace, it ain't very steep and if he's in front of me, I ain't seeing nothing. Well, there's
4: more than likely to be a big girder there as well he's, Palace.
3: Well, it depends. It, if, if you're towards the front, I think we'll be all right. It's, it's when you're right at the back, yeah. that you can't. Are you going to get
4: wet then if you're toward the front? You yeah, can't I d- win. I
3: listen, I, I don't. It don't bother me. I like Palace. I think there's a great atmosphere. I, I quite enjoy the fact you still can't see all the pitch uh, because it, it's an old school um, stadium.
4: Corrugated roof. Yeah. When I recorded the crowd noise at, at, for everybody's second team, I recorded it there yeah. when we paid them.
3: It was one of them where yeah you're gonna you always get a bit of an atmosphere. It's a bit tight, and I've probably been to Sellers Park more times. You think to watch football yeah. than any other ground apart from Upton Park. Me too. Or maybe not as London Stadium though,
4: is it? No, it's but just like you might as well go to the actually go to Birmingham's quicker.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's Park. not too bad, but
4: miles you get past Millwall's ground and you think I oh, can't be that far. Yeah, it bloody is.
3: Yeah, well, the train, I don't, I'm not one. I trains to Crystal Palace. I've always drove there. Um, it's not that great a park, but I'm thinking. I'm I I've seen Crystal Palace play Fulham there, when George Best played for Fulham. And Rodney Marsh, and then I saw us play Chelten there. I've seen us play Palace there, obviously. Seen us play Wimbledon there. Yeah. So. Um, i used to love it wimbledon days we used to have three quarters of the stadium blimey uh brady out oh brady out
0: who who's your second team then then you just mentioned my second team yeah you just mentioned everybody's second that's the
4: name of my that was the name of the film
0: yeah i know but who is your second team
4: um i suppose it would have been annoying but i don't feel that way now um I don't think I've got one
0: anymore. Do you, do you have a Scottish team?
4: Uh, it used to be um, Partick Fistle for no reason, or Dundee oh, United.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, mine's done firmly in Athletic. Of the past. Is there a reason? Or? There is a reason. Um, I don't know if you've got this Nigel in your collection of memorabilia but in about 1971 Esso used to do this you've you spent four, yeah. you got four gallons of petrol and you've got a little club crest from all the English and Scottish clubs and you stuck them into this little album thing and Dunfermline Athletics crest is triangular, an upside down triangle and that was my favourite crest so I decided I'd support them as my Scottish team
3: Are they in there? I'll have to have a look I think I've got that
0: it was the year after the well, World, SO World, World coins. Cup coins, yeah, yeah I've, which I've I've still got them somewhere. I've got a crest, Wh- S- which, S- you, crest, you, crest which you will me. inherit one day. <laughs> Thank
3: <you> very much. <laughs> uh, I've looked forward to that because uh, <laughs> the the one that I got, that I inherited off for of my uncle had one coin missing. Oh no, I
0: think I've got them all. Oh,
3: that would be a delight then. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a Patrick Fissel fan. I must admit. Uh, Dundee United, though, I always had a soft spot West Ham used to play. Him, but of course, John Lowell's family came from a little Scottish village just outside of Dundee. Yes. Um, which happened to be the birthplace of Bon Scott of ACDC as well. Is that why
0: we signed Ray Stewart?
3: Well, I, no, well, I think we signed Ray Stewart because one of John Lowell's uh, close friends in, in football at the time. Was McLean, who was the manager yeah. of Dundee United, Jim
0: McLean.
3: Yes, Jim McLean, and he was the manager of Dundee United. Uh, and obviously, I think it, it, if you look back to Lyle's days, West Ham always used to go to Scotland on the pre-season tours. I think we always used to play Dundee United, um, who were known as the Arabs. People out right there. As opposed Arabs. to as as opposed yes. to bleeding, the bleeding yeah. well. <laughs> and the reason they're known as the Arabs because apparently there was a game once that uh, their pitch was in such a bad state they had to sand it, and there was so much sand on the pitch they got nicknamed the Arabs. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it had nothing to do How with racist. What uh, anyone, uh, reason, I, I believe that is where their nickname came from. Uh, I don't know why Dunfermline were called the call Pars. Um, but that's their nickname. Can um, you
0: can you name a player that Dundee United have signed from West Ham?
3: At Dundee United have signed from yeah. West
0: Ham. Yeah. Um Without googling it.
3: Well, oh, the only thing oh that uh, George wow. Cowie, I don't think he um, went to Dundee United. Um, Sandy Clark went. To, it'd have to be Scottish. Sandy Clark went to Rangers. No, it's not Scottish. It's uh, French. French.
0: Yeah.
3: Ooh, Guy G Guy, Guy D'Amel, really? really? Yeah. He went to Dundee United?
0: Yeah, in 2015.
3: He was another one that weren't that bad, but weren't that great, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, he was coming to the end of his career when he came yeah. to us, wasn't he? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Guy DeMille, there you go.
0: And didn't we sign a right back from Dundee United not that long ago a few years ago Ian somebody but he never actually played for us in the end Uh,
3: if he didn't play I'd struggle with that I must admit I remember you know we, we I had a few youth that. players come down. He was
0: seen as the new thing and that he yeah, just he never, never got. I think I he might have played guy. one friendly game or something. Oh, that's going to really bug me now. I'm going to have to find it. Hang on. Ian no, no for good. Dundee,
3: West Ham. <laughs> Dave Jones says, Evening Ziggy on Stardust. Ziggy Stardust. Yes. Uh, whilst the recent results have been disappointing, it's not unusual for West Ham. It's not, Dave, is it? Uh, if we can get back to our solid defence, it's not all gloom and doom. Dietl and Dawson have proved themselves before and they can do it again. <laughs> do,
0: you know, do you know what the, uh, the Dundee United fan site is called? Like the equivalent of West End Till I Die. Is it
3: killing an Arab?
0: Arab Archive. All <laughs> oh, right, there you go. There
3: you go, Arab Archive. See, yeah, I told you. See, you've learned something new today, not you? I have. Yes. There you go. Has anyone else noticed that they <laughs> never show the West Ham attendance after the highlights on Match of the Day anymore? Brady out. Brady out. I mean, I'd love to know how many was there yesterday. I, in, in all truthful, because it was sort of like, it, this is a vision of the future for when West Ham really shit. Because, uh, you know, it's possible there was about 28,000 there. Um don't
0: you, don't you remember all those empty seats at Upton Park when I was shit as well?
3: No, and this is the thing. What it looked like to me was like a, a League Cup game yeah. in, or, or, or um, an FA Cup game. And I, I remember we played in 2010 or 2011, we played an FA Cup game, I think, against Barnsley. And in a block of 200 seats, there was me and my mate and his boy. We were the only season ticket holders that had bought our seats. In a block of two hundred seats, in in the upper centenary, uh, th- you know you know th- at Upton Park you used to get attendances. That's why I never thought we'd get fifty thousand fans. You know that's the one thing I probably where you could point and say well you was wrong about that before the move. I never thought we'd get fifty thousand fans. We we struggled to get thirty five thousand at Upton Park. Not every game sold out. So pr- and I think it shows you that people will if the tickets are cheap enough, people will pay it. And I think Mm. perhaps it was the prices at Upton Park that kept people away. But, um, you know, this is what, (laughs) you know, this is an age old argument, isn't it? About pricing and a a, a club and how much money it can take and and get in. Because, you know, you could say that the tickets are too cheap at at the London Stadium.
0: How long have we been going for now?
3: Uh, I don't no know. There's only a couple of more comments. Uh, Richard Kemp says, not really a question, uh, but Yarmolenko, what's the point? I kind of agree with him. Why does Moyes persist in bringing this? Yeah, see, I'm this is, is where he loses me because he's see. called him a wage stealer on every week. He, listen, you give a player a wage... That's what, you know, at the end of the day, when we signed him, we bought him from Dortmund. So he would have been on good money at Dortmund. He was an half-decent player at Dortmund. And he's a very
0: decent player for Ukraine.
3: Yeah, yeah he's just, you know, it's just not working out. Sometimes you shrug your shoulders and go, well, it ain't worked out. Um, but I, I, I must admit, I yeah, at the end of the day, you know, if we if Oxo Flex was on the bench, <laughs> um, you know, we could have got him on the pitch, couldn't we, instead of Yarmolenko, because he didn't really bring anything. Yeah. You know, in that last 10 minutes. The weeks. thing
0: with Yarmolenko is you know he's capable of doing it and you you hope that sometimes he might actually do it, but he never does for West Ham. And it, whether it's because the Premier League just doesn't suit him or whether he has become a bit of a lazy player, I don't know. But I don't see any point in hanging on to him in some ways because no. people thought, well, he'd be good for the UEFA uh, games. He's done nothing in those, really. No. Oh, no, he did score one goal, didn't he? Um but he just doesn't contribute much. That's mm. the problem.
3: I think we kept him with Europe, to be fair. Yeah. But then, you know, he got that header and he didn't really do that well, did he, in the European games? Yeah, but he has had a couple of good games, you know. I don't like, again, making him out to be a scapegoat. But I think at the end of the day, his future is not with West Ham, where there are players you could say are the future of West Ham.
0: You've got a very kind side to you, haven't you? I Rachel? have.
3: Yeah, you know, I just, if they wear the shirt, I will back them until they take the shirt off. And when Yarmolenko takes the shirt off, if he's not with us, I'll tell people what I really think about him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We look forward to that day. Yeah, so
3: Richard Kemp, the old major, he was, he was in the army, wasn't he, Richard Kemp?
0: Colonel Richard Kemp, I interview him Colonel, quite a Colonel, what
3: yep. about that? He's got a new nickname, old yep. Kemp. Le- <laughs> le- leader of British forces in Afghanistan. There you go, I, knew, see, I know my name. So anyway, he says, Happy New Year, chaps. He found this pod in 21 and looks Diddy forward he. to listening to our dulcet tones every week. Oh, All that's... the best for 22. Keep up the good work. Brady out.
4: Brady out. Ian? That lockdown's the affected uh, people, isn't it? Listen to us. Blimey.
3: Yeah. Damn. Brady out,
4: Ian. Brady out.
3: I no, no, don't get involved in all of that. <laughs> Come on, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, hope you're feeling better, Nigel, says Paul Oakley, our pixelated friend. Normal services resume the hammers. In a way, it reassures me that I did not slip into a parallel dimension. No West Ham question for me, but an alternative question for you all, whether you guys ever listen to the Football Weekly podcast by The Guardian. No. A bit of eyebrow. I don't know. I, I, no. no, I
0: don't listen to that. I listen to the Joe Cole one. Um, what's that called? I can't remember now. I can never remember what it's called. It's really Joe Cole's very good, actually, I think, on, on that. Um, he does it with Steve Sidwell now. Um, and I listen to the Football... What's it? The the nineteen nineties one with Josh Widdicombe. Oh What's that uh, with called? Chris Skull. Yeah. Uh
3: Quickly uh, uh, Quickly Kevin. Quickly
0: Kevin, yeah, I listened to that. And
3: you know why it's called Quickly Kevin?
0: I do. Oh, wow.
3: Quickly Kevin, will really he score? And he misses yeah. the penalty. That's it. That's exactly. a battery
0: penalty. Yeah. yeah. Um and I listen to this. Those are my football podcasts. I'm about to release my top podcast of 2021 list.
3: Oh, I look Can we forward make to make it. Yes. Well, oh, absolutely. Well,
0: yeah, because it's all the podcasts I listen to. Oh, so.
3: oh I look forward to that. Have we been the, uh, did, did I have made the. Do you know what Ian? I must admit, I think it was before we were really friendly, and and uh, I think I made your list for the top uh, football tweeters. Um, and I, I'm glad to see I made it this year.
0: And why well, just copy and paste it now? Oh. <laughs> 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 well, no, I do copy and paste it, but then I knock people off and add new people on. Oh, yeah, but, but uh, you've, you've, you made the cut. I've made the cut. I, I, I
3: noticed <laughs> he's, he's a have... top tweeter. The top N- Nigel. Yeah, top football yeah. tweeter. Yeah. And I yeah. made these, Ian's okay, top. Ten. No, he's,
0: no, he's not the football. I mean, there are about a dozen others, but he's one of them. All well, the top ten. Short, oh, short One i put Sean well. in there as well. Yeah. Oh,
4: there well, you go. Make yourself look a laughingstock.
0: Uh, you what, should see what, the company we can no, what's going what's going on with Sean and Clarence here oh, you can we, tell me no, nobody yeah, else is can't listening I
3: not say because he's, he's on a sabbatical yeah I know even Sean we won't grasp about.
0: There's, there's, there's no smoke without fire no do you, do you think I should be putting in a bid
3: <laughs> well for Sean or the <laughs> website it <laughs> would <laughs> <laughs> have to
0: have a fucking good redesign if I took over the website I'll tell you that oh
3: dear uh, I'd, I'd do you know what? You, it's always worth a conversation with him, but do you really? Is he that no. welcome? Is he? What? Yeah. He made me popular <laughs> on there.
0: <laughs> that took some work.
3: It did. That's what I'm saying. Oh, dear. Uh, so there you go, Paul. I don't really... Uh, I, I suppose I I, I must admit, uh, shit am of time, I listen to now and again. Uh, and I listened to another one called Acres of Space, uh, which is done by a, a Wrexham Liverpool fan and his mate who sports Everton. Oh, couldn't couldn't be doing with the accents, could uh, you? Would well, they sound like Tony Pulis? Funny enough, they're not, they're not like I not right, like hand down, you know? <laughs> uh, you know. They sound more like Tony Pulis, which is sort of Welsh country yokel. If you listen, now
0: to. let let me ask you a question. Do you when you listen to the radio and they have the news bulletins? Yeah. What do you think of news readers with really
3: strong regional accents? Um, do you know. If it's a London, see, it does annoy me. You know, like when London news, yeah, and and they have a northerner one. Yeah, I'm thinking it's weird that, isn't it? Can't you find a Londoner against yeah. the weather or something? Yeah. And and the BBC do it, you know, and 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 ITV do it, and on LBC, LBC for me was the London Broadcasting Company. I don't know what it stands for now. Leading it British conversation, yeah, exactly. But, you know, for me, LBC was a London show. Um. You know, back when Dickie Arpeter used to read the news and people like that. Yeah. And, and I see his daughter now does uh, She does more stuff, st- yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But she's based in New
3: York, bizarrely. Oh, all right, oh, right. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, t- t- it does is a it bit, it does quirk with me. I mean, the thing is, you've got, you've got one of them accents where you ain't got an accent, have you? So y- if we listen to you, I wouldn't go, oh, he's from Essex, oh, he's from Saffron Walden. They'd go, where is he from? And I'd go, Ooh. I don't know middle class land, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Do you get me drift? But you've got a yeah. good accent for radio because people can understand everything but you say.
0: Have you heard this new guy? I, I was listening to him yesterday driving into work on Five Live Breakfast. Um, I think he's called Stefan Power and he's from Welsh Wales and he's he's got a really strong Swansea accent where everything's accentuated. And I love it. I absolutely love Welsh accents, but it's really weird. You don't expect to hear them presenting a UK national show?
3: No, they should stick the wales where they can be <laughs> understood. Yeah, they, well, listen, we had Jason Mohammed, didn't they, we? He's yep. Welsh. He is. Now, that's it. We can understand him, isn't it? When they give it all that boy-o-lucky and, you know, clay down there, press that in and, yeah, you know, how the well, Welsh people cross the road, carefully. The, 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 um,
0: the one I love is when they, they say here and they go, Hia, yeah, yeah. Anyway,
3: very depressive accent, really, isn't it?
0: Oh no, I love it. Do you? Yeah,
3: mm, I don't know about that. It if I if nice. I had
0: to listen to an audio book read by somebody, it would be somebody with a Welsh accent.
3: Mm.
0: Anyway, are we nearly finished?
3: Oh, Marion Williams. Some
0: some of, some of us do have a life. This
3: is Dylan here, boyos. Do you think there is now a significant change in our fan base, boys? now we seem so demanding and call me old-fashioned boyo <laughs> but the language in the stands would make chubby brown blush do you think that the the, the uh the fan base Talk. has been a change in the fan i'm sorry Myrian williams is obviously welshian yes um i do I, know i, I did detect,
0: i did detect that yeah um do you see jethro's died yeah. Yes. Talk, talk, talking of comedians with, um, shall we say, interesting language.
3: Dodgy had um, a minute silence. Um, oh. This is from his part of the world.
0: The My world. dad always liked Jethro. Anyway, is the fan base changing? Well, of course it is. It evolves over time, doesn't it? And yeah. it, it, it clearly is now. Although, um, where I sit, I, I, I don't. I don't think it has changed particularly. I mean, we don't get a lot of sort of
3: tourists around where I sit. Too bloody expensive here, that's why they're all sitting over here where I am in the cheap <laughs> t- seats. Yeah,
0: but the tourists are well the ones with the money, aren't they?
3: Well, no, they're not really. I not um, But what, what's I've got tam- a question for you, actually. Isn't out of towner? Do Do you think a football club should still have its heart rooted in the area it was born? out of or, or, or as Premier League football clubs such as West Ham grown past that now that actually um, it's not something it should worry about
0: no I do think they should worry about it I think it depends on the club and obviously it's, it's a bit more difficult now because there isn't really a community around where our stadium is um, I mean, apart from quite expensive flats but, but in an ideal world, you, you look at most clubs now, whether they're in the in League 2, League 1, the Championship, or the Premier League, and they do do an awful lot in their communities. Um, so, and I think that's still really important.
3: All right, okay, that's good to know. Uh, Nicholas Harvey says, Eot to the three wise men, Brady Alts. Brady Alts. Nick's from Yorkshire, by the way, just in case you didn't get that. Sean. Uh, Thanks for Sean for his Surrey Sprouts recipe last week. Sprouts with pancetta and blue cheese were a big hit on Christmas oh, Day. How up here in Yorkshire.
0: How disgusting.
3: Our very middle class, Nicholas. I always thought better of you. Uh, Tots Gummies thought we were poor defensively. Can't rely on Dawson to clear up. Midfield not running back. Southampton, goals are fun except when you're conceding them for fun. Well, it was still a better second half come on, we enjoyed it. We drew the second half 2-0. If you're looking on the bright side, you think, well, the second half, we drew 2-0. What points do we get for that? Well, we don't, but anyway. But uh, I'm trying to take a positive out of a negative. A uh, question, he says, for the three gentlemen. That enqueued you, Ian. Is our poor form over Why the last... It? Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying, just in case you felt <laughs> less So,
0: so homophobic. Oh, honestly. is our
3: poor form over the last eight <laughs> games, purely down to injuries?
0: I can't say or we've it's, been pure, out. it's not purely down to injuries, is it? It, it? It's always about... It's a mixture of things. Injuries, team selection, just the circumstances of the game, um, the attitude of the players, the fitness of the players. There's all sorts of things that come into it. But obviously, if you lose your two central defenders at roughly the same time, and then you lose your left-back as well at roughly the same time, it, and then you lose your right-back to suspension... That's not going to help, is it? But it's not just due to that.
3: Mm. All right. Uh, I'll rattle through the last few. Michael Levy Jr., the soul-singing superstar of North Tenerife. I shouldn't have done that because I've just... Done South Tenerife, isn't it? North, uh, I thought it was North Tenerife. It could be. I've well, just uh, confused everyone. You just, well, uh, yeah, I just did that thing where you sort of flick yeah. your Facebook uh, page and it disappears Oh. Uh, right. Should so done that. No, yeah, I've got it. <laughs> he, he says, uh, can we see the benefit of changing to a 4-3-3? Uh, Rice, Lanzini and Sue, check in the middle. Uh, he thinks Lanzini could help retain the ball, give licence to Sue, check to get into the box. Well,
0: that that has happened in the past, doesn't it? Well, Lanzini has reverted into that role and done it really well.
3: Mm. Yeah, and he finishes off the whole Boeing played right-sided wide forward and scored loads. But they were against lower league teams, Mike. That's the only thing I would say. He did score a lot of goals, but he was in the championship. And he's up against better defenders, but he is getting goals now. Uh, the, the boxer Steve Collins says, Evening all with a sudden drop and form. Are you still confident for Europe next season? I think we, we're sort of semi-confident. There, Mark Hunter was gutted yesterday after an awful drive from Bournemouth. See, someone oh. who drove, didn't, you know, couldn't get a train, drove people. Bournemouth
0: um, are winning 1-0 against QPR at the moment.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah, double win, a mark there. I won't mind it. we don't. And that's another thing. I, for me, I don't think we should bother with Boxing Day games at home.
4: No, I realise <laughs> that now. No, I
3: honestly think, you know, and you think, it's. I waited seven years for that and I was determined to go to it because, you know, I was a big... I could have sworn could the last boxing game I took a train to. Could have sworn. Uh, generally, actually, I, you can get. You used to be able to get trains on Boxing Day. But I mean, tubes have always run on Boxing Day. The tubes yeah. have always run. Um, uh, his best present was via Len. The portrait of me with the squad was fantastic. He says it might be the best gift I've ever read. Ah, oh, he said that. Uh, Mark Hunter. Oh, bless you, Mark. Uh John Mackay or Okay says evening all he says there seems to be inconsistent rules applied to the postponement of matches. Has the integrity of the league been compromised? Do you think they should have just had a two week break, Ian? Every club. Let it blow through.
0: Um <laughs> I honestly don't know the answer to that question. It does seem a bit odd that that all these matches are going ahead. When, if you remember back at the beginning of the first lockdown, everyone was saying, why on earth did they allow the liverpool Atletico madrid game to go ahead, a super-spread it event? Well, that's what we've got writ large now. Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but uh, though I've been quite a zealot on lockdowns and face masks, I don't think there is a case for doing that sort of thing At the moment, that there might be. I mean, apparently, Boris has said today everything's not, nothing's going to change until after the new year. Um, and you, it's a bit of a gamble, but you gotta, you gotta hope he's right because if he isn't right, there could be catastrophic consequences,
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always believed that if the numbers hit two hundred thousand, they'd have to do something. But until yeah. that day, they'll probably sit back and well, do nothing. Remember
0: that they were projecting a million a day by now. Well, so this
3: is the thing, you know. The modellers have obviously been shown, proved that <coughs> they need to go back to uh, uh, back to college and, and take their modelling lessons again. Because, um, yeah, worst case scenario is never a great thing to plan for. Uh, Stuart Ling. Uh, anyone else sick of VAR yet? Not really. Oh, not he much. Kevin Friend was an absolute shit ass. Excuse me. Um, uh, for yesterday's well being one of the worst refs. Do you think refs? Yeah, quickly. Do you think refs should have their name and a number on the back of their shirt so those of us sitting at the back know who the bloody ref is? Because when you no. ain't got a program, I don't know who they I are. don't no. think you should know who it is is at all.
0: I'd, I'd, well I don't know about that but I think they should come out after the match and do a press conference and explain yeah. their decisions they yeah. should be they should be as accountable as anybody I'm, else I'm
3: with you I'd say that I'll tell you he's one of the strongest critics funny enough of of modern day referees and you may laugh at this but I find him quite interesting to read uh he's on Twitter and he's on Facebook and it's Keith Hackett Oh he's still yeah, alive he's still alive and he, 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 he's got great insights um, I know a lot of West Ham fans don't want to hear it but he has got great insights into, um, into the modern day refereeing he's got no time for uh, what's his name Mike Riley who's running this uh, uh, shit show basically um, everything else, I think that's it. Last one up is Palumia Galuna, our great friend from Canadia, who I'm pretty sure is over here at the moment. How uh, bad was Reed's form when we let him go? We still had him. Would he have played in some low-profile games? I don't know Win- what he's up to now, Winston Reed.
0: Yeah, after th- I thought that was a bit weird that he never got a chance when he came back. No,
3: he, he did most of the season at Brentford, didn't he? Yeah. So um, Oh it was a bit
0: odd that they never. Kept him, I suppose. Maybe that. Maybe that was a reason why we didn't. I'm now following Keith Hackett on Twitter as a result of what
3: you've just said. All right, there you go. He is he, pretty um he's pretty good he's pretty good. Uh, and I think that's it, people. I, I lost my place. Uh, thank you to everyone that sent messages in. Thank you to everyone that wished us a merry Christmas and a an happy New Year. Uh, before we sign off, obviously we've got a couple of games. We got Watford and Palace uh, Len you can go first Predictions? Um, I think we draw the pair of them Ooh, draw the pair of them uh, one each one each. Uh, Ian
0: uh, beat Watford lose to Palace
3: beat Watford lose to Palace
0: they're a bit of a bogey team for us I think
4: alright Palace yeah I think we're a bit of a bogey team for them to be honest do you yeah well recently uh,
0: Maybe I've imagined it then. but I, no, I well, they're no, actually not badly. the
4: last couple. No.
3: Yeah. I must say. Yeah. Not the but last they, couple. They're, they're exactly. verging on being another Brighton. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, in honour of the great man who passed away, I will go uh, beat Watford and we'll have a Desmond 2-2 uh, hey. on <laughs> uh, against Crystal Palace. And Don't mess with my 2-2. There you go. Uh, and thus end if... This week's Modernista podcast,
0: which is about double the length it was supposed to be.
3: Uh, it was this was a short one this week. Uh, <laughs> you I'd, reckon? I'd like to it's thank two hours, Mister. No, it's not. Yes, it's, it is. It's one hundred and twenty-five minutes. I'd like is to it, thank Mister. Yeah, <laughs> two two hours five Ian. Hey, you swallowed that. You can't spit hey. your cat now. <laughs> I've got him now. Uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Ian Dowell and Mr. Lord Leonard of Canyon Town. I've been the shed man, and this has been more than just a podcast. Until next time, see you later, folks. Come
0: on, you irons.
3: Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast.